everybody, and welcome to episode 383 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm Michael Raparez, your host, coming to you from the Rafael Maguera Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Go to patreon.com slash laser time if you want to get in on this. Who else make is good. joining me? Wakanda forever, Chris Antistam. And this guy's a collector, Matthew Allen. And special guest... Sweating like the black dude in the Gangster's Paradise video, T.L. Foster. <laughs> that's the Weird Al video. Oh, wait, no, that's both. That's no, it's both, like the guy who looks like... He looks like a, a, ro- a low-rent CeeLo Green who's like... Yeah. In David all my life... <laughs> Does that make me sweaty? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me on this very sad week. I've lost control of my inflection. Hey, um, we're going to have sad weeks from... It is, uh, it is, for, a, it is a really yeah, fucking yeah. sad week, man. Um that you, you're saying I'm talking Bozeman to you from hard. I'm sorry. I'm talking was... uh, Chadwick Boseman. We talked about it on bonus time. Uh, I don't normally cry over celebrity deaths, but that was like a huge hit. Uh, uh, I'm talking to you now under government curfew uh, because of what's going on where I am. Mm. Oh, uh, boy. A lot of bad. Shit. Oh, yeah. You heard about Antifa's yeah, we... getting on planes. What? Yeah. Yeah. It turns out and Antifa. And subpoena their phone records. Yeah. Antifa LLC is out of control. And... <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Uh, a, a white guy, a Trump fan came and pulled a gun on all the uh, BLM protesters in my town. Cool. Oh, cool. Mm. Cool. And, yeah. And, and it looks like a bunch of other bad shit related to the police is about to come out. So they, they locked the city down. When will this so left wing terror stop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So video mm-hmm. games. Uh, video games. <laughs> All right, good. All like right, good, fellas. They're gone. They're not did listening to, anymore. Did They're TL gone. introduce himself? Yes. I did. Yes. I, I wanted to say uh, from Live from the Pool House, which is special because uh, I believe as of next week, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air will be se- celebrating its uh, 30th anniversary. Yes. To the day. the On Monday. Um I would. I, Diana brought that up. Like, did it come out on Monday? I'm like, it did. It is the only Monday show I've ever liked. I yeah, watch anything on Monday. It's really weird. Uh, so Monday usually a lot of sitcoms don't run on Monday because of like football. And Monday Night Football is such an institution. It is uh, like a hello, death. Monday Night Raw. Hello. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of shows don't run during football. This is like, really weird because not only it during football, this would be right when football started. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Live from the Pool House, the show I do with Sonia Billantine. Um, it's really great. Patreon.com slash Live from the Pool House. Uh, yeah, no, this show, <laughs> Fresh Fritz is really great. And, um, yeah, we, we've been going through this first season, which is like surprisingly one good, two very relevant. Like, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. think it would still be so relevant now, 30 years later, but it absolutely is. Um, and Will Smith, and, and it's something that me and Sonia talk about a lot. Will Smith, this is his first acting role. Yep. And he just has such a natural charisma. I mean, other than his music videos, I mean, which the vi- are the funniest things on the fucking planet. Dude, watch watch. I, I Can Beat Up My Tyson right now. I'll sing you all the lyrics. It's fantastic. Uh, if, you, if you want a real 90s time capsule, go watch a Will Smith music video. That's, I that's I, love, I unabashedly love that shit. Yeah, but me and Sonya were talking about like a lot of stuff, like even the style of the show, like how everyone dresses and everything. Mm-hmm. It's still like weirdly like 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 in fashion today yeah. it's such a really really good show really weird show um uh we've had most of the hosts on the laser side network on uh i think michael is probably the only person that we're missing <laughs> right now show in my life. <laughs> it's it's all right we've had guests who've never watched the show i don't think sarah had really watched the show really and uh recently 
a uh, little spoiler for people. We'll have Abby Russell, who it was like her first time ever watching the show. Uh, wow. When she came on. So, yeah. You, so, you no. asked me to come on for one episode. I had to buy the season, which I was never reimbursed for. Um, and, <laughs> and, and I ended up watching the whole fucking thing. It was like such a great thing to revisit because it was a show I was there for instantly. It holds up excruciatingly well. And it has, I think... May, possibly the most talented ensemble cast of any uh, sitcom ever because it's it's big. It's like eight fucking people if you include jazz. And the thing, <laughs> the thing that's wild is they just announced they're going to do a, a reunion episode on Thanksgiving, giving me way more work. So thank I know, you. I know. Yeah. I saw I saw those headlines and it's like Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion on HBO Max. I'm like, that's like my fifteenth least favorite sentence of 2020. Like, none <laughs> well, the of whole, that the whole series is there. That's that's what's great I is know. like right when you yeah. started doing the show TL, like HBO Max basically got that entire show. It's like oh, HBO, there you go. HBO has taken yeah. a free show, free through the airwaves that was then broadcast in syndication for free for twenty years, Forever. and then locked it behind a fourteen ninety nine paywall. Fourteen. <laughs> That's what I was shocked when you say like people haven't seen the show. I'm like, how could you miss this show? It has been it's ubiquitous. Like anytime you come across any syndicated channel, it's like there's Fresh Prince. If, if you look yeah. it up on YouTube, all the uploads that have escaped YouTube's grasp are all have like UK lower thirds because that's how far the show mm. went. Like still yeah. running in the UK. Well, what's really weird about that Michael show, is miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to answer your question, man, it, yeah. it it happened like right as I was losing interest in sitcoms, and uh, uh, there you go. Well, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. To me, it feels less sitcommy and more stage play, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I, I bring up in the show a lot. How this show is structured and how like how a lot of the last are gained. It's less like sitcom, like play, like um, uh, parables. Like I think that's more of like a, a Family Matters thing. Like yeah. I can, ass- I assign that to more to like Steve Urkel, but like this show, like how it thematically hits and how everything goes, it more reminiscent is more reminiscent to me of like watching a live stage play. Yeah, which is yeah. why I think the live act, the live version of this that's coming in Thanksgiving is actually not too bad of a format because I think it fits well in that format. Yeah, not it, to it, invoke it, the name, but this show reminds me way more of the Cosby Show than like mm-hmm. a typical sitcom. You know, so like much better than the Cosby. So much better than the Cosby. You think? Oh, you think? Cool. You think Fresh Prince is? Better I than the Cosby think show? the Cosby yes. Show is actually highly overrated. Thank I you. I think yeah. it's very terrible. Um, <laughs> never, the, never. Uh, the only good thing about the Cosby Show is it brought us a different world. Mm-hmm. Mm. There. Mm-hmm. That's a gauntlet, oh, and it was thrown, <laughs> and I agree. Well, we lost the other half of the listeners. We lost yeah, the, yeah, the conservatives yeah. up front, and now we lost the other half. It's Great. awesome. There's so many complaints we'll never hear again. <laughs> and guess what? By the way, I always say that if you're scared of pissing them off, you uh, content creators out there, they don't believe in charity, and they don't believe in supporting the arts. It's okay. They're running ad block, and they're not your patrons. I'm, I'm pretty sure the audience knows by now. I, I'm not yeah. too scared of I But anyway, let's insult, talk I just about, want to insult the right. Let's... Let's Maybe. talk about video games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is it is a big week in terms of smaller releases, I guess. And one very, very big release, Marvel's Avengers, which inspired yep. this week's top five. We begin every show traditionally with a top five. And Matt, what was it this week? So this week, it, it's actually right in the beginning of the game. Like, basically, the tutorial has you going around and collecting comics mm-hmm. in the world as, as Kamala Khan. Um and then later in the game, comics are also, you know, collectibles that you'll just find on the main missions and stuff. But I, th- I thought to myself, like, man, there have been so many games, not just Marvel games, but there have been so many games where comics were a collectible item. 
let's do a top five of some some of our favorite uses of them as a collectible because they they are kind I mean, of the perfect collectible. You there, know, there, there haven't been many of them. I had to scrounge a little bit. But. Mm. Are, are they are they actual Marvel comics? No, the the, the ones in in some the, the Avengers are. They're, yeah, they're that's very what I was asking. The ones in the, uh, Marvel's Avengers, which I don't think we said the which, name. That 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 just sits deeply weird with me. Like I I kind of like the Watchmen's in universe approach to comics, where it's like no, there are no superhero comics. There are pirate comics. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's something weird about a Marvel universe where Marvel comics exist about the real-life superheroes. I, but the I way have... they handle it in the game, like, it starts with Kamala Khan. She won a fanfic contest. Oh, no, because I know. People, it's just weird. It, but people, like, write stories about the superheroes based on their powers, saying, oh, then they, they could surely do this. And so it's kind of like that. I, I thought it was equally weird. I recently rewatched Logan, just a fantastic movie front to back yes and, yeah, yeah, yeah and they pull out x-men comics and they're like the wrong size in x-men comics that don't exist and like why did you do that could you not use the word marvel on screen like what why would you hold up a fake x-men comic it was really irritating so i thought maybe the, the avengers might succumb to that as well Mm. Huh. No, I mean the ones you 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 can see that you're collecting in the game very much. Just I think they might be original covers, but then like the collectibles later on in the game are straight up just historical covers of like the most famous Marvel. You know, it's like oh, first appearance of the Hulk, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all of these do something interesting, and almost none of them are Marvel. But we will get into these right after this. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And going to Disneyland for the first time, that's all wrapped up in Tron Legacy's promotion that sort of took over the whole park, making making me feel like, yes, Chris, everything you like is special and will remain special forever. And, and now I go you to the know, park. Chris, to, to the previous generation, Tron was the coolest bad movie they'd ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it, I love was it. Was it really, though? It's not, it's not bad. It's just not an amazing movie. It's, 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 a, it's an, a pretty good movie with amazing special effects for the time. Yeah, yeah, it's an accurate assessment. And uh, yeah, if you were at any of the cons, they built that whole bar from Tron Legacy and brought in like and brought that arcade that was at Disneyland and attached it to yeah. it. Yeah, it was even better at, at, at San Diego Comic Con than it was at Disney. I, I still have um, all over my house because I went to all those cons and then I went to Disneyland during that. What do you even call those? The the eighties, the the coin vagina pouches. That, yeah, that, I know exactly uh, what you're talking yeah, about. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those, those like rubber things. Yes, that you would, like squeeze. Yes, yeah. that you squeeze, and, and, and they, I have a ton of exclusive Flynn's Arcade tokens. I, uh, I'm yes. getting really bad thoughts about how the pocket pussy was invented. Now that you say that, like, <laughs> some dude yeah. it's fetching change. It the was. Wrong uh, you're right. It's it's Roy yeah. Disney's greatest accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> That's like um, I, I fetching change the wrong way. It's like oh, my other hand is full. I guess I'll use my dick to fish these quarters <laughs> out. Need to do laundry. Man. Also, I'm a scumbag. I was a terrible description because that was even in my childhood. That was one of the dumbest objects in my house. I could have had sex with. <laughs> 
So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah! And welcome back to our top five, which is about what? Collectible comics and games. Comic books. Uh, If you you know anybody who still works in a comic store, there is no other kind, and it's killing the comic book industry. There are Hmm. so few people left buying comics, the variant horseshit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I have a buddy that you've heard on a podcast recently. Kind of didn't necessarily chase him out of the industry, but it's like it's it's repelling young people from getting into this. Right. So what you're talking about, though, is basically like – you don't just have standard books anymore. Everything has the fo- the the foil cover or the five variants of the color. This one we didn't put you color in. Yeah. Oh, collect them well, all. I mean, yeah, but this is I mean, this is a top five for people with two <laughs> hobbies and who demand that one hobby go. be represented within the other. Nice. Yes, perfect. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean it. Just yeah, it, if you think of the Venn diagram of comic book fans and and video game players, that's. There's probably a big I crossover. I can't it's, right. like video games unless circle. I'm collecting comic books in them, and I can't read comic books unless they're about video games. It's why it's why yeah. I can't recommend the Archie video game col- comic collection enough because it's the only comic that ev- through every decade, si- generation, and console cycle gets every controller and console right on visually. Oh, really? It, Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. It's wow. such a strange company. Read about the Archie company. It's hilarious. How do you and, pull that hey, off? Because you would have to uh, license those. Yeah. Archie Sonic comics are also yeah, pretty really good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how, how do they are they actually licensed? Like they have the logos, no. or is it just a close approximation? I, I think they didn't control. give a sh- if you if you read about them, the owners and runners of the company are the son and daughter of the two co-creators. And they cannot legally be in the same room together. So if you wonder how uh, Punisher kills Archie, <laughs> Archie versus the Predator comes out, it's because it's run by nepotistic rich children who don't give a shit. And mm. <laughs> Would you? No, no. I mean, yeah. Once I found once I found like real pornography, I didn't need Archie at all. <laughs> but but for a while, it was there for me. Uh, yeah, right. for me well, it was it was once they started publishing that Disney Adventures, you know, mini magazine, like the Archie comics at the checkout line at the grocery store just yeah. lost their appeal. Double you know. digest, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's too digest. Please tell me I'm not the only one who remembers those mini Disney like Yes, uh, yes, Disney. Uh, oh, I have a bunch of them. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah, Evan Dorkin had a comic in there, I think. Yeah. Um anyway, let's begin with number 5. These are the real-life adventures of Captain Quark, the greatest superhero the galaxy has ever known. Hey, this thing on? Meticulously reconstructed by our crack research team with the aid of eyewitness accounts, bathroom gossip, wild speculation, and a magic eight ball. This is a little bit of a cheat, because these are sort of comics in name only, but does anyone remember these and what they're from? This is from a Ratchet and Orclank. Correct. That's what I was going to say. Guess the <laughs> franchise, not the game. That's the first one, right? Because that's a Captain Quark. No. Uh, oh. This is the third one, Ratchet and Clank, Up Your Arsenal. Mm. Find it ironic that uh, that was a title that works better in British slang and yet I think was censored in the UK and was just Ratchet and Clank 3. It uh, sounds filthy in, if you're in Europe, if you're in the <laughs> no, UK. Are you kidding? That's the whole point of it. Up your arsenal. But yeah, you will find throughout the course of the game vid comics about Captain Quark. 
I am concentrating. What the? That's a Quark vid comic. Excuse me. It is a historically accurate interactive graphic novel. How can you use the city's defense network to play a video game? Simple. I bypassed the security server with a 626 hex matrix adapter and reprogrammed the graphic subprocessor. No, no, I mean, it's... Uh, uh, Clank, you speak, uh, nerd. So... <laughs> Yuck. So they are, they are actually video games, uh, and you you play them in front of Captain Quark, who has lost all of his memories and become some sort of primate tree monster. And uh, but as, as you're playing these these for him, his memories come to life, and he slowly regains a bit about who he is by watching these weird playable side scroller levels, where uh, it's just you as Quark hopping around and blasting things. <laughs> Yeah. Ratchet Clank, I can confirm. Did this make our list of video games within video games? Um, no, I don't think it did. It might have. I don't know. Possibly. Who remembers? But yeah. this is kind of like qualifies for both lists. Yeah. Is what yeah. I'm saying. They are comics. Is, is and it they good? Are, games. Are, are they good? Are they fun to play? Is it Geometry Wars esque? I'm not sure. I, I just know like a lot of Ratchet Clank games because it's been a while since I played Up Your Arsenal. Like they're just always been like tremendously good. I love mm. the character of, of Captain Quark. Um, excuse me. Um, and like that's, I think that's like that's such a super fun way of getting in. It is very reminiscent to. It is something that I don't think you guys would have known. Is like the Captain Underpants comics. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like sure. the same kind of storyline with the Captain Underpants comics um, as well. So I think it's like it, it resonates a lot with the younger generation. I don't know. I've always found the, ca- the definitely not this panel. <laughs> no, but I always found like these games were very fun. And yeah. I think it's like a very it's a very cool add-on, especially like you have your universes like Superman, especially like as of the first game where you find out like Superman's a fraud, right? Um kind of getting your chance to to really like like litigate who this character is. It's such a mm-hmm. really kind of fun way of doing yeah. it. Yeah, and and as uh it's said in that first thing, like these are basically just propaganda that Quark himself <laughs> produced, and and but even then they they kind of present an unvarnished picture of Captain Quark where he's going to to fight Doctor Nefarious, and turns out that he and Doctor Nefarious have a history together in that they were in the same biology class. I always hated biology. That's right. You were that freak with the headgear. Remember how you used to clean the chalkboard with your pants <laughs> while you were still wearing them? Oh, good times. You were three times my size, you stupid old... I was always big for my age. You were 26. Say, how about a wedgie for old times' sake? <laughs> Bullying. Uh, Bullying's fucking hilarious, am I right? Especially if you yeah. live through it. It's great. Um, Again, like, the, the game really shows. Like, all these games shows that Captain Quark is a piece of shit. Oh, he's still so, a like, piece that, of shit. That's, that's fine. But he kind of he kind of grows on you, and it's, it's one of those things where, like, yes, he's a coward, but he kind of wants to do better, and so you're, you're kind of babysitting him a lot of the time, oh. and he ends up taking all the glory when, even when he really doesn't deserve it. 
Wow, right. like three quarters of that described the president. Mm. Wants, <laughs> to, yeah. wants to do better, no. No. <laughs> yeah. That requires a modicum of introspection. But I also really like the narrator on this, who I believe is Michael Bell, a.k.a. Raziel from Soul Reaver. No previous adventure could have prepared Quark for his encounter with the dread pirate Blackstar and his crew of... Oh, please tell me this is a typo. That's robotic pirate ghosts. Yes, reading wasn't your subject, eh, Professor? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this this is all just giving me like anxiety because I have the reboot sitting on my PS4 that I, I started and got three hours in and then stopped and I'm like, God, that's it's it's one of my like it's on my GameCube and I'm like, I really need to go back and finish that game because it was really, really yeah. good. It's yeah, it's really a really good, good it looks amazing. It's a really good reboot, even if one of my best friends did work on that game and is working on the new game, so but it is still really good. Even if it coincided <laughs> with a movie that wasn't as good. Are we allowed to, yes. to, to sh- give him a shout out and say his name or no? Uh, I will. Marco. Hey, Marco Viafondo. Oh, who hey. is a character, a character You're dead uh, to uh, me, design. kid. Boxing also, Marco. also designed some yeah, of the Spider Man costumes from the Spidey game. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited. Who, by the to way, the in Los Angeles on his birthday, I handed him Archie Comic and he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and I said, Happy birthday. It was the first issue from the gay character. And he's like, What are you saying? Said, Nothing. I just, <laughs> I, you, you didn't bring him onto your you didn't bring him onto your movie set when you were shooting a movie in Los Angeles, or is that just me? What? Sorry. No. <laughs> we, were at the, we were at the melt we were at the meltdown. R.I.P. We were <laughs> No. But yeah, also also this is a little bit of a cheat in that they're not quite as collectible in the same sense that some of these others are like you will collect right. them over the course of the game but i believe they're handed to you you can't really miss them right so, yeah unlike the comics in this next entry number four when the death claw crawled out i grabbed one of the raiders pistols but it only had three bullets i would have run away one shot in each eye and one in the forehead took care of that death claw wow you must be a good shot Huh, what game has death claws in it? I can't which, which Fallout is this? Is this Fallout well, 3 or This four? is specifically mm-hmm. Fallout 4. Okay. Um, and this is referring to a perk magazine that you can find throughout the game, the Grognak the Barbarian comics. Ah, uh, yes. Published yeah. by Hubris Comics, which does exist in Fallout 4 as a building that you can storm through and clear which, out the zombies. I- believe they improve your melee skill if i remember correctly it varies from game to game in fallout 4 yeah they they add a rank to your barbarian perk which uh improves like i think unarmed and melee combat in fallout 76 i think they each give different perks hmm. and uh in fallout 3 i'm not sure if they really give perks at all i, th- I think they do i think they do but um one of them you get specifically for talking to a class of children and telling them a violent story about how you killed some raiders barehanded and shot a death claw. And the teacher gives you one as a thank you gift. Thank you so much for that story. Children, say thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And we have a thank you gift for you. Here. So horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um... And, uh, yeah, Grognak is, is, it's a recurring thing. It's never been explored too deeply, except that I think in Fallout 4 you can find Grognak's axe and a Grognak costume. You can. You yeah. can, yeah. And, and I think it does, definitely, that improves your melee skill. Yes. Like, it, that, that's the perk on the outfit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so you get to, you get to be Grognak and go toe-to-toe with super mutants or whatever. 
uh, with nothing but an axe. But um, there's also a Grognak video game in Fallout 4 that you can play on uh, oh, yeah, certain yeah. computers. Uh, Grognak and the Ruby Ruins, which sounds like this. Oh my god. <laughs> why did we... How could we... Why did we keep playing video games at that age? We didn't know any better. Um, but it, it is kind of... It's it's neat. I haven't really had a chance to play it myself, but it uh, kind of looks a little bit like the Bard's Tale cross with Ultima, and that like you're going around on this you know, top-down world map that looks very simplistic and getting into random battles that then, like, have, like, a little first-person portrait of the enemy you're fighting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's it's cool yeah. that they would just build a mini, like, old-school RPG into their much larger modern RPG. Yeah, yeah, but there's... I, I do remember there were a bunch of little mini-type games you could find in 4 that... that hmm had different gameplay but but grognag he looks like early conan the barbarian like he's, he's a rough looking conan it's not the you know when you think of like the fantasy art like conan standing there on a pile of corpses with like a bikini girl wrapped around his leg and stuff sure. it's not that version of conan so you're thinking it's, like uh, not schwarzenegger it's, it's, conan but like like i was thinking of like marvel comics conan like right yeah like yeah the, yeah exactly the yeah. one that's like kind of Mixed with uh, the Red Sonia Conan, mm-hmm. right? He he almost looks more like a caveman. He's like yes. a caveman barbarian. Yeah, he looks like yeah. the character in Primal, which I started watching, by the way. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. I need to I need to get on that. It, I, it I is really, really good. Um, but yeah, uh, Grognak the Barbarian. It's scattered around. It grants you skills. You have to fight monsters to get it. It's cool. Or as the as as the French call him, Grognac. Yeah, Grognac. <laughs> I, I just every time I every time you guys say Grognac, uh, I was thinking of. The Bugs Next song, it's it's Grognax. Oh, I think, of, I, think <laughs> I think of Grognard, which is the yes. term for like the old school RPG and tabletop players. And you shall gamers. always remember the days that Grognac graced your village. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what that was, that was towards sure. the end. Sure. Not a Fallout Stop. fan, Chris? The opposite. Uh, I've had a miserable, miserable experience with every Fallout game. Period. Uh, me too. <laughs> like I don't like I don't like shitting on on Fallout so, because I know a lot of people love it. I just have never got a chance to enjoy any of those games. Rather than shit on it, I went to pee and filled my drink. Uh, and filled your drink with eh. pee? Gross. Uh, I love I loved three and New Vegas. Four there. didn't do yeah. that much for me. Three and New Vegas were great. Four for me was just it. It wasn't doing any much new. The base stuff was kind of cool. They, you know, but mm. other than that, I'm like, wow, I feel like I played this game a couple times already, mm. and that's why I didn't didn't bother with 76. I just said, yeah, nah. I don't know. I've I've given those games a lot of like leeway. I even went back to one and two because I've heard a lot yeah. of people say those are the better ones. I've started just... every one at least three times, and mm. other than New Vegas, which was like constant game breaking shit, like save save uh, corrupting shit. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it, and it, which is weird because like I loved Outer Worlds. Everything about it, yeah. But yeah. I, that's that, I mean that that's that's the thing. It's like I don't know. I, I, every time I want to go into Fallout, it's the thing with a lot of the Bethesda RPGs that just like it just never grabs me. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. the same thing happens with the Elder Scroll games as well. So like <sighs> it, it's just it's it's a game that it's just a franchise that's just not for me. And mm. I understand like a lot of people love it and they're really like well loved games, but they're just not for me at all. Yeah. I think for you, me, you kind of. Elder Scrolls games are about about appreciating the world, whereas with Fallout, it's like 
it's a wrecked world. <laughs> it's not yeah, that interesting yeah. to explore by itself. There, it's more there's, about the there's world building. And there's there's actually excellent environmental storytelling in both series mm-hmm. and great world mm-hmm. building, but it's like you, you got to dig a little deeper in the Fallout games before you'll see it because everything's just brown. <laughs> and it's yeah. like Jesus Christ. It's meant yeah. to be bleak though, yeah. you know. Anyway. And get used to it. That's next next year for us. So Well, let's move along to a game that I know Chris does like. Number 3. My grandpa had these comic books from when he was a kid. I guess since he knew none of his kids wanted them, he sold them. Thing is, I wanted them. And now grandpa's gone thanks to the cult. I don't have anything to remember him by unless I can get those comics back. If you could find the comics for me, I'm sure I could make it worth your while. I need the complete run. Uh, what game is this, Chris? I don't know. Thanks to the uh, cult. Thanks to the, the cult, it's open world. Oh, here. Far Cry Five. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. that thing. That thing I didn't do because I was too busy kicking Wolverines, and <laughs> slaughtering outposts. Like that, that's a different uh, collectible. Yeah. Those Wolverine pelts, yeah. man. You got to get yeah. them. You know. mm-hmm. I think this is another game that I really wanted to love, and then I couldn't. I think it was like after getting fucked over, fucked up by like the fifth turkey. I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> what is this an episode of south park you're just getting fucked up by killer turkeys dude okay so like i'm just like going into this area and like i, I was vibing with the game it was really cool and i think I, I did like the first little section and then i'm going to the next section and then like i'm i'm going to like hunt down this camp and then all of a sudden this turkey just comes out of nowhere and it just fucks my shit and i was just like you know what i'm good i'm done i'm okay with this but that's <laughs> i think that's that's the grift with a lot of well, Ubisoft games and Far Cry, typically, you start out and it's like, you are the weakest piece of shit who's ever been the star of a video game in your life. And mm. what I really loved about Far Cry 5 is that, like, I don't want to say you're a superhero by the end of it, but you are you are like a cyborg John McClane. <laughs> any jump you can make, any fall you can survive, mm. uh, you can shoot yourself into the air through any means you can figure out. That is what I like, but it, it, if, if you only give it like an hour, mm. you'll get killed by everything. But after, like, every other perk is like, take half melee damage from animals. It doesn't, it, it never makes, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Like, real world sense, any of those perks. Mm. But there, you can, you can repair a vehicle just while driving it. Yes. Like, it's, it's all <laughs> shit like that. That's awesome. Kill bears by looking at them. Yeah, it's all it's all silly shit like that, and that's and uh, like f- four is because I felt the same way about four, and four is the one I haven't played yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I never was able to get into four after loving mm-hmm. that whole series. I really like so. four. Uh, it, it did. I, I need to go back to it. I, that's I finished three recently. Oh, cool! Yeah, I, I have version. to go back to three. I, I four is what, what kind of resold me on the series. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing with the comics in five, though, it's it's like. The reward you get because it's it's part of a quest, the Golden mm-hmm. Age of Nostalgia quest, yeah, or something. Golden Age Nostalgia. But then it, there's so like you got to find like twelve of them, and it's just it's a lot of work to put in yeah. for like very little reward. But it's one of those games you get that to I hear call, this like, cool sound. There's that. Yeah. It's also, but I, I call it like these are checklist games, like or checkbox games, where I'm like, well, it it's a task they gave me. And it's going to feel really good to check the box off that I completed that test. So I might as well do it. Well, I, I actually think that's how Ubisoft games changed. Because I know they get uh, uh, shit for like being all the same. But like... Right. It, to, to me, like they're, they're all, always a little different and everyone informs the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you mm-hmm. like the genre like I do, it is neat. Yeah. And with the, the Assassin's Creed games, 
the early ones really, really were like, collect all of this. It is like, it is, it is your, it is like the professor's version of Banjo-Kazooie and it's obnoxious. <laughs> and, and to me, and to me, like this thing in five, like, wow, a Ubisoft game hasn't asked me to like go around the whole world and collect a certain number of these that don't help you at all. Right. And so like, yeah, I didn't bother. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's good like world building, right? Like, so yeah. like for me to, to me to come in and, and actually praise it, it's like, it's, it's actual like building in the world and showing you more of like what that world is. And I think that's, what's been really great about like the less, the later Assassin's Creed and then the Far Cry games it's like these collectibles are meant to show you, like, hey, here's what this world is kind of enveloped in. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's very neat. Hmm. It's just, like I said, when the barrier is, I'm not great at like these kind of open world games, and then also I get fucked up by everything. I just lose interest very quickly. I want to say goal, some uh, of these comics were like alien themed and might well, have been. Yeah, like, I was going to say the reason that this is higher up on the list than Grognak is because there's some variety here. There are three different kinds of comics you collect. Hours of Darkness, Lost on Mars, and Dead Living Zombies. And does anyone remember the significance those the, of those the titles? The three DLCs yes. is what I was getting at. Yes. The alien oh. I, I just remembered the alien one being significant, but yeah, you so the, the comics basically told us what the DLC was gonna be. Yeah. I thought I thought that was a neat touch. That's really cool, yeah. And they were probably just using like concept art from that DLC which they that were working. Exactly probably exactly what they, they were did. there. One hundred percent that's what they did. But I love Far Cry 5, and I am so hard for Far Cry 6. I, I love Esposito. that Seth Rollins is basically just uh, the preacher from Far Cry 5 now. Yeah, like his that's literally what his character is, yeah. Like the savior thing. Like that was. So I think that was the other thing that was like kind of my barrier for Far Cry 5. It was like, oh, I don't need to like hear like basically like what feels like a white, white culty uh, like dude where he's like, oh, I'm the savior, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like... The DLC is what made me want to reevaluate Five. You, you got Far Cry Derangement <laughs> Syndrome, dog. TL, what... his his man bun is impeccable. Why wouldn't yeah. you want to follow someone like well, that? That's that bad, but his, his deep pelvic V that you see like... every time you die. <laughs> people just assumed that the cult was white supremacist, and they're not. They're yeah. not. The There's Project Eden's the cult. Gate yeah, is yeah. very inclusive. They want to get everybody into bunkers because they believe the apocalypse is coming. And uh, spoiler. Be- because New Dawn exists, you know that they're right. So <laughs> you're, yeah, you're fighting, yeah, you, and that's fighting uh, you know, I, I, I never tied right that. Thing. I never tied that together because, like, the whole time I'm playing this, like, I'm an angry person in America, and I'm very mad at uh, cultists hmm. right now, and I want to destroy right wing cults. And there was nothing right wing about this cult, and I thought, <laughs> yeah, was, I, yeah, I thought it was a punch being pulled, but it. The story does make sense, but it's a, it's an interesting journey by the end of it if you play mm-hmm. the DLC. I mean, a third of this cult just does drugs the whole game. It's yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. And I, I feel <laughs> like it clicks into place a little better uh, if rather than trying to mentally compare them to right-wing cults, you watch Wild Wild Country. And yes. then you realize, like, oh, it. shit. Watch it twice. Yeah. It's a cult of personality It's for It's sure. one of my yeah. favorite lines in any piece of pop culture the last five years. You're, when you say... Uh, if you strike me, uh, I will turn the other cheek. You're thinking of Jesus. I will break your fucking jaw. And then they show all the people arming with semi-automatic weapons, and the episode ends. And like, this yeah. is the greatest series I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, that was the thing is when I saw the DLC because I, I, like I said I didn't finish the game. When I saw the DLC, and I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to look stuff up. It was, I was very intrigued by it. Like, 
Yeah. That, that's that's the thing is like I think I wrote off Far Cry Five way earlier than I should have, hmm. and that's failing on me, and I and I have to kind of live with that. Uh, just because like I look back and I was like, oh no, this actually looks pretty awesome. I just had to get over you know the stuff I had I had to go through. So I'm I'm probably going to replay it at some point. Well, the DLCs but... also played very differently. I will they give did, them credit. Yeah. So the Vietnam DLC was basically a sneak. It was Metal Gear Solid. It was a sneaking simulator for most of it. It was mm. you were not supposed to run and gun that one. Versus the alien and the zombie ones were much more just shooter in your the, face, the run the around and, and kill this shit. I kind of loved because it, the 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 whole concept of that was like. So there's this shit heel like Z movie director who shows up in Far Cry Five. Yeah, and this is set before the events of Far Cry Five, and he's just like going around to anyone with money, ambushing them and trying to pitch his movies, and they're listening to the pitches. And so the levels that you play through are these movies that he's pitching. So things will just change constantly around you as like, yeah. and then they ran for the farmhouse. Oh, I think they should run for the barn, and then like the farmhouse turns into a barn, and. But it's it's not Stuff the same like director as the uh, Blood Dragon director. It is the same right? director. Yes. It is the same guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, and he's then, he's kind of carried over into into a few. I think has. he was in four as well, wasn't Maybe? he? Maybe that yeah. sounds right. Sure. Yeah. Let's just say yes. Anyway. Uh, but Herc's in it. He's great. Everyone loves mm-hmm. Herc. Herc's um, great. But but I I want to say like one thing since we're talking about open world design that I thought Far Cry Five did that was interesting was this idea that like rather than like climb a uh, uh, radio tower or whatever to get like information on all the stuff around you you have to actually go and talk to people yeah and, and learn and, and like look at road signs and stuff and those will tell you where interesting things are yeah, yeah. assassin's creed odyssey used that really well it was like because yeah. it, it, it prevented that issue sometimes you have actually i will compare it to a car game right now uh far uh forza horizon 3 did it more like that where you have mm. to beat certain race events and then it unlocks more of the map because like you're leveling up right yeah. versus mm-hmm. forza horizon 4 just was like here here's every race and everything on the map and it's overwhelming and you're like i don't know where to go right now there's right. there's too many new things mm-hmm. i kind of like it when they drip feed me this it's it's more manageable when they're drip feeding you the quest lines and stuff versus yeah. here's this giant map go anywhere you want and there's a thousand things in front of you i think that stuff works especially with open world games where like if you use them as analogous to like RPGs, like in the in the traditional sense, in the tabletop sense, right? Like where you're role playing as a character. I think not having okay, I get it. I'm a nerd. I don't care. But like not having it, just like giving you stuff. Like you actually have to go out and search that stuff. I think that's very fun, and I think that's what makes those games engaging, right? Yep. 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 Agreed. All right. Well, <laughs> let's jump ahead to number two. Okay. I know it doesn't look like it, but this here is not a bad read. Only one problem. Right there. To be continued. I hate cliffhangers. Where did you get that? Uh, back at Bill's. I mean, all this stuff was just lying there. (sighs) That's surreal. That's surreal. That side is me not knowing... Do I still like Ellie or not? <laughs> she, she, sounds so, she sounds so much younger and less broken. This is one. This is Last of Us one. Last of Us one, yes. Which I will finally be able to play Last of Us two. I don't think I, I told you, Matt. My PlayStation two, like a birthday miracle. On my birthday, I was just sitting in in my room, and all of a sudden, it just turned on. I after heard that being, after being dead for for weeks. Whoa. 
So like it's amazing. That's scary, but yeah, I'm gonna absolutely there's Ghost of Tsushima and this game that I've been wanting oh. to play and I, I just am now in the mood to finally play which Last of Us two, but yeah, Last of Us One. Yeah. Obviously. So this uh this series is uh known as Savage Starlight and Ellie is uh, really into reading it, and if you poke around in the right places, uh, you can help her continue to read it. There's that comic she's been reading. Alternately. Ellie! I think I found another one of them comics you've been reading. Oh, I'll read that later. <laughs> and these, <laughs> these are apparently tied into the, uh, the, the collectible cards that she finds in Last of Us 2. I was going to say, yeah, they, they just oh, kind of had the character cards in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're fucking Marvel cards. Yeah. 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 Which I, I, the first thing I ever collected was comics and then Marvel cards. That it was an obsession that raged way harder. Really? Uh, and yes. And I, I don't know. I was having a big conversation with my dad and another friend. He's like, bro, I just found all my Marvel cards in a case. Like uh, every single one, complete set in the sleeves. I put them behind. Uh, you remember those fucking three ring binder sleeves? You yeah, put cards yeah, yeah. in baseball card collector. So I, so I just had this. All of a sudden, I had this big like galaxy brain macro vision. Like, oh my god, my dad trained me to do that because in the eighties, all his lost baseball cards were worth hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of us kids collected complete Marvel sets in these sheets of shit. Uh, and, and I looked on and my, my 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 buddy was like, I found this in the attic, a complete set of Marvel cards, series two. How much is it worth? I'm like, dude, ten dollars, <laughs> right? yeah, immaculate. Weird. Because so, because so, like we all we all were trained works, like because um, they because because my dad's generation threw their toys away, yeah. and and their generation told us to not do that. That's, yeah, to that's why their toys, their toys are valuable because they're rare. I know. <laughs> but I was yeah, saying that yeah. now needing money for a giant skeleton, leave me alone. Uh, and, and, and I'm trying to sell some shit, uh, and, and everything I thought would be worth money is not mm-hmm. unless it's graded. <laughs> yeah. I, so yeah, ironically, the behavior of saving everything to be worth something one day devalues it. I just thought of the worst super villain motivation ever of a guy who just wants to go around destroying collectible toys so he can be have the last in the world. So they'll be worth the most. That would be, yes, it, but that's, that's what's so strange about all of us. <laughs> Stupid idiots. We grew up preserving our stupid game boxes mm-hmm. and now we want money for them and like just have fun with it while you're alive. Yeah. yeah but, but the baseball card <laughs> God, thing still I holds fucking, up. I... So so Mike Trout, who plays for the Angels, his rookie card just sold for like three million or something on the it's, Did it really? It's, yeah. yeah. It's insane. And and Hot Wheels stuff is still happening. after we talked about Hot Wheels, I looked up all the most expensive Hot Wheels that's still going on. But but like I was out of my mind excited that of Last of Us 2 went with Marvel cards because yeah. like to do comics again there's nothing very exciting about that but Marvel card that was really fun because you can't tell much about the universe from a comic book cover and, and they don't let you read the comic book there's like a little description of what it's about but telling you about characters in the comic and their power levels yeah is, that's what I was going to bring up is really levels. cool yeah, the power level was, was really cool, but it started so many internet forum arguments. Like, okay, who's who's technically more powerful than who, and and what are the technical powers of this character? Which, because they're, if you read a lot of books, you know sometimes that stuff's fluid depending not. on the writer, you know. Mm. And so they basically had to canonize a lot of their hero powers, which Marvel then kind of had to redo again when the internet was new. Like, I remember Marvel.com; it was a big deal. Like. All right, we're going to put a power level down for this character. Oh, shit. I can't wait to see what people say. Mm-hmm. It's over 9,000. 
Um, <laughs> well, wasn't that like it's a big a, deal when uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was coming out? That like they Well, I, I think we internally made a big right. deal out of it. I know, and then and all went to work at Capcom. A certain friend so. of the show absolutely made a big deal out of it. Yeah. Well, it was infuriating for a lot of us. Mm. Just because like, they, they didn't know how to balance the Capcom characters out to that level. Right. right. It's like, like, how do you quantify like Ryu... Like against mm-hmm. a cosmic like, figure. There's no way that Chris you know? Redfield has a bigger strength factor than Galactus. Come on, I, <laughs> like it's a game that has Phoenix Wright and also like Modok in it. Like, I, how do you quantify? It seems it seems arbitrary. Easy way is what a writer would do. You would come up with a device. You would say, "Oh, they're all on this island where their powers have been taken did. away." That's that's what Injustice. The uh, I'm blanking on this. The Mortal Kombat DC. Yeah, fighting. Injustice. Yeah, it's yeah. Injustice. Yeah. That's that's yeah. exactly what they do. And like all the the non-powered characters now have powers because of the Superman pill, the rage, <laughs> the the limitless pill. I just remember yeah. being incensed that like a. Uh, Doctor Doom, which at the time we didn't know who would be sidelined for the whole MCU, mm. uh, his intelligence level—he's this—he's he's in the top two, three villains for me in Marvel. He is a very smart person. He is technically not born with a lot of capabilities, mm. and uh, his intelligence level is what makes him special. And it was the same as Tron Bonds. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, okay, but Why? here's the here's here's my argument for Tron Bond. Please don't. She is she is literally a fourteen year old scientist who can build robotic life. So yes, I think she would be on par with. And, Dr. and here's Doom. my non sexist <laughs> argument against her. TL, yes. in a tournament setting, please use Tron Bond. While playing Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> I would, and I would go deep. Trombon's a very good character. You would not really go deep. Downs. You might make the loser's bracket. She has really good rushdowns. Her she she no. can zone and she's a grapple character. Like I can definitely go really deep with Trombon. <laughs> All right. Last of Us Two. <laughs> Last of Us yeah. Two is really good. Yeah. Um, but how much did you expect us to talk? None of these do anything in the game. That's well, true. Yeah. So the, the really thing with Last of Us Two is it's it's world building for sure. Yeah. It's it's very yeah. much like this is the world we've lost, and it's also, I think, representative of Ellie losing her childhood a little bit as mm. that that series wore on. Is like one mm. is basically she's losing her innocence and childhood. Like she becomes a mass murderer, you know, because she has to. It's out of necessity. Mm-hmm. But she's a fucking monster. And two owned that it's like no we've we've made a monster we've created a monster at this point and and as i was nearing puberty and like i couldn't afford anywhere near the comics i wanted to buy and there was no internet marvel cards were a way to discover a bigger universe that you you didn't quite have access to and i remember Mm i i don't know i didn't i couldn't stop thinking about this week i didn't know there was a black panther until marvel card Mm. because he wasn't anything i was reading and his, his his series kind of had a you know they would go for a couple of years and go away and he'd like appear in other people's comics. But like, you know, if you're a little kid and you're reading for two years, you could miss all of black Panther. Right. Yeah. The, the, I mean, so the, yeah, I, that's why I think I thought video games were so important. The fact that Marvel didn't do the video game thing for so long, like, I'm sorry, but my first exposure to a lot of heroes, I wasn't into the cards. Yeah. It was ultimate Alliance or yeah. it, it was Marvel versus Capcom. I'm like, oh, who is this random ass Marvel villain? I'm gonna go look him up or something like. I honestly think that's that has to do with a lot of like of marketing and the houses that run those, right? Like, so yeah. DC characters have larger uh, like uh, lifespan, but they were also better represented on television and mm-hmm. like so like those media's are very easy like to maneuver over. I was I was actually literally just thinking about that 
um, as we, you know, are talking about the Marvel movies, especially with Chadwick mm-hmm. passing. But then, like, when we look back, because I, I saw a lot of people like, oh, well, Chadwick was the first black superhero. I was like, well, wait, no, no, like, there's there's no way. But like, but like me growing up and then people like my brother, who is eight years younger than me, like grew up, we grew up with a black Green Lantern. And like those mm-hmm. like those mm-hmm. characters have been so permeated through like cartoons and animation like so there's this bigger thing so you do there are people who have like a huger reverence for harley quinn than like a marvel character but like they were on the marvel cards or like for me it wasn't the marvel cards it was the marvel encyclopedia which yeah. took all those oh, yeah, card yeah. information and then mm-hmm. put it in an encyclopedia i like how, so that's how tried i tried to bring this back around to last of us and chris is like but that doesn't do anything so marvel <laughs> cards <laughs> no, no 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 but but, but but like i'm saying in terms of like the world of Right. I, I not only collected, I read every one to see which one was a villain. Mm-hmm. And I remembered like picking them up and seeing if I could guess who was a villain from, because it would say it on the back. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you picked it up and looked at the front, like, I want to guess who's a villain by the drawing. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you could remember being a little kid and picking up a blind pack of Marvel cards, mm-hmm. you never knew what you were going to get. But what was exciting about it is like you learned how the Marvel Universe worked. Even though you couldn't really afford to read all about it, yeah, uh, and you were you can discover a new superhero, and I would it, it literally made me buy new comics. It made me buy like who the fuck is Black Panther? I was only buying budget comics anyway, so I bought Black Panther comics because of Marvel cards. I, and, I think uh, part of part of the the sadness of The Last of Us with the the comics is as as anyone who reads comics knows. They're they're ongoing, and so the fact that she's yeah. collecting these things that there's not going to be another one. Like I know that's what really set. makes me mad. All, all of a sudden, like uh, Bill, the fucking booby trap guy, like world's over. Guess what? I own Marvel. You got to go through <laughs> me. Want to know what happens to the MCU? Come over here, bring me chili, suck my dick. I'll tell you what happens in the next <laughs> Avengers movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, so in a way, like those comics are very representative of like nothing new is being created in that world. They're all just scavenging right. stuff from a, from a time gone, long gone. Yeah. At that I point, thought that was excellent because like it wasn't just the uh, the Easter egg of like everything is PS3 because that's yes PS3 is, is the PS3 last thing made. And Naughty Dog and Naughty Dog, but it was all DVD players in like right. uh, in mostly standard definition televisions because. That's the last thing mm-hmm. that was uh, mass produced before the apocalypse. Hit. I think that was also what's really great about those games and how they portray like a a zombie apocalypse because you do get that kind of like standstill time. Like for most zombie movies, especially like in like art like our day and age, like I think outside like Zombieland, nothing has a snapshot of the year the zombie outbreak happens. Yeah, they, they like, try to make it as timeless as they can usually, right? Yeah. Which is not believable. Like I think this yeah. is what I think having that card collectible in this game makes it very believable because it does feel like a like oh I know exactly what year this stopped. Like mm-hmm. I, I know it, it makes it feel more tangible. It'll be like, okay, yeah, this makes sense that it all stopped at this time because yeah. this is the thing that was popular. the apocalypse happened right after the last Fire Emblem character was announced for Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> like that could be now or in twenty years. Hey, <laughs> the good news is that GameWorks in Seattle still technically open when the apocalypse yeah. happens. Just according to Last of Us Two. Anyway. Let's wind this motherfucker down. Hey, can't I get you anything? Some Merry Marvel mayhem to get the old pulse pounding? Nah, I was just passing by, but I'll come back. Well, enough said. Anytime you need inspiration, I'll be right here. Uh, such a recognizable voice. 
That was E.T. I'll be right here. (laughs) Sorry. Just watched it. So this is Amazing Spider-Man 2. And that is Stan Lee, of course, who runs a comic shop called Comic Stan that you can visit at any time in between fighting bad guys. This is why they never invite me to gang wars. I ruin all their fun. But one of the collectibles strewn around the game is comics pages. And this actually expands a bit. Um, there were comic books that you could find in the first Amazing Spider-Man game. Right. Uh, these uh, th- uh, thir- 20 years old last week. The the very no. first no, the very first Spider-Man. The, ne- the no, Neversoft no, no, one? No, no. no, no. The, yeah. the, sorry, the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. uh, made out of yeah. the Andrew Garfield movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but in, in this... Ew. In two... You're collecting pages, and right. if you gather a certain number of pages, it unlocks a full comic book story at Stanley's Comic Shop that you can then read. Um, the first one that you unlock is like this very Calvin and Hobbes inspired thing, where like Peter Parker goes to visit Ben Parker's grave and uh, keeps flashing back to these Calvin and Hobbesized memories of himself as a child playing in the snow with Uncle Ben. And, like, Uncle Ben's quote-unquote ghost appears, and uh, Peter has a dialogue with him. And uh, it's it's kind of sweet. And then there's, like, a story from the 60s or 70s introducing the Shocker. It's funny to read those with a modern eye and just be like, Spider-Man, I'll give you such a wallop. Oh, not from over there, you won't. And, you know, the kicker is they're, like, 10 feet apart, and it's just to, like, set up Shocker's force gloves or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can ejaculate all day. It's the 60s. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I I love the Spider-Man games doing that. Like Chris uh, Chris talked about the NeverSoft Spider-Man game. Like mm-hmm. that was the first time I got to see a lot because like I I became a comic book collector I think around that time. Um, and the collectible in that game was the exact same. Like you would collect comic book covers, mm-hmm. yeah. and that was like the first time I got to see like a Todd McFarlane cover and just be like, be able to see something digitally. Be like, wait, what is like this is this is art from an actual comic book, and then like. It sparked me to go and go to a comic book shop and actually look for those things. Yeah, se- several Spider-Man games have had comics as collectibles, and they're yeah. um, it's so funny. Like I can even think in my head, like typically the way these things are represented in the world, it's usually the comic is laying down on the ground, spinning in place, just hovering like two <laughs> or three inches above the ground. Like that's uh, such a trope. Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah, how we... comics are in your life? Like in, yeah. you know, I pick up a comic is just spinning in the air. No, you've been <laughs> to my house. Like co- like that would be like light shining in every room. It would look like every inch of my house is teleporting if every comic lit up. <laughs> And this one, uh, it's, it's like every page is actually like a six foot tall, identical Spider-Man cover. And so you just, mm. yeah. Grab and I, I, I'm not kidding. I think that's important. I, I like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I love comics and I, I, I love when they include like something exclusive with it. I downloaded the new, what I'm saying is I downloaded a new Fortnite, Fortnite update and I'm getting ahead of the new releases, but I don't think we're going to talk about it just to like, okay, what's this Marvel shit about? And you can read this. First of all, I did it on Switch, so it took like three and a half hours to download gigs of shit. I downloaded Fortnite on Switch when it was announced and then never touched it. Wow. But uh, you can hit one button and you can read a comic in the game about why Marvel characters are in Fortnite. Neat. That's also in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Does it just say Com- money? It's just a picture huh? of, a, of a dollar <laughs> bill? <laughs> well, well, there's a con- uh, if you didn't see the controversy, like... People are pissed that like Marvel and Fortnite. Fortnite literally is part of Marvel continuity right now. 
Hmm. Really? Well, yeah. Well, not already... really, but but like, dude, fucking John Belushi and Obama are part of Marvel continuity. Like, who cares? Oh, you mean Everybody, like in Marvel people... books, like they have mentioned Fortnite games or kids playing? Fortnite yeah, or everything uh, is Marvel continuity. It's because it exists in our world. It's not DC. It's why it's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, sorry for DC fans. I didn't mean to say you're not cool, but you're less cool. Uh, <laughs> it's real cities. Not every superhero gets a made-up city for them. And to because control. I don't want to talk about new releases, and I like read the comic, like that's fun, neat. And I, I saw one of the writers, and like, um, why did you do that? And like, because fun things are fun. And yeah, Michael, and actually, the, you just brought up a wonderful point, though. I think one big difference between DC and Marvel is DC has made-up cities that are inspired mm-hmm. by cities. Marvel's based in real cities. It's New, New yeah. York, typically Manhattan. Well, that's like that's most Marvel of through and through. It's it, like if uh, if nine eleven happens, it happens in the Marvel universe. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's the thing that DC did after the eighties. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think they realized, like, hey, we can't just put these in these fictional series. Like, we don't even have a map of where these cities are. Mm-hmm. So they didn't make it. They didn't make an effort. I do want to give them credit. They didn't make an effort in the eighties to kind of change that. But you're absolutely right. Like, where is Gotham City? I mean, isn't it Chicago? Yeah. Roughly Chicago. I, well, it's it's half New York, half Chicago. It's kind of a blend city. Same right. with Metropolis. Is like, well, technically, Metropolis yeah, is Manhattan like New York or... and Kansas City. Well, that's yeah. the thing is because Superman's from the Midwest, so 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 Metropolis might be like Chicago as well. Stop I think trying to justify it, man. It's it's New York. Hmm. It's, yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're Central City. Because I thought Central City was Chicago. Like that's the that's I thought the, it was Jacksonville. Thing. And like Jump City <laughs> is San Jose, I think. Right. But they no, always but, have but Washington like, D.C. Interestingly enough, because it's like, well, you can't fake the capital of the U.S. You know? mm-hmm. Superman's got to plant like, that flag back on top of the White House. So. Yeah. It's 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 semi interesting that throughout every comic book game I've ever played, I never realized how important the story might be till I started playing the Avengers game, which is like, tell please tell me more about why I'm doing what I'm doing and where I'm at. The beta, mm. sorry, um, uh, because. It's important for me to be doing what I'm doing right here. And whereas everything, like almost every superhero game I've ever played is Final Fight. Um, mm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But uh, but I, I, collecting comic book pages in like in forcing me to collect a story, I think that's really interesting. And I want to give Fortnite a shout out for including it. If you load up the game, you can just read a full comic. I mean, I want to give the Marvel games a shout out because similar to... So like I said, I kind of discovered a lot of comic info in like Ultimate Alliance. Usually when I collect these comic books, it's it's usually like a historical Marvel comic. Like, oh, this is important. This is the first appearance of Wolverine, you know, which is actually, as most people know, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it in a Hulk comic, right? Like Wolverine first it was an adversary for Hulk or something. So it's like that stuff that they give you the historical, like, hey, these are the most important marvel comics so they kind of teach you comic history with the collectibles and i always thought that was really cool for a guy like me it's like well i'm not i'm not going to go back and buy any of those books but i guess i should know the importance of those books you know and and several of the games it's kind of a cheat they usually have the same covers in there and and so over Mm -hmm. time you're like oh this must be really important because it's been in four video games that i've collected you know Mm -hmm. and at least four target shirts that says uh (laughs) feeling kind of venom Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Yeah, I gotta say, this is the, I think, the only one on this list that you can't really get anymore. It's been yeah. delisted uh, years ago, and, uh, I mean, you can you can buy a disc version on eBay. But on Wii U. I did not play either of these Beanox games. The first one, I think, is generally considered the better of the two, and, and also, like, on even on PS4, like, this is hard 
to go back to after playing the Insomniac. Wow, Marvel I Spider-Man. didn't think about that because oh it's God. it's it's like there's there's a weird stiffness to it. The oh god, the world isn't detailed in the same way. Like it it feels a little bit last gen in a lot of ways. Shit. So yeah. you can travel across Manhattan in less than the time it takes uh, to forget about prototype. Uh, <laughs> And then I, you down, and then you get this for wow! Holy shit, that must seem really weird. Yeah, I mean, like I, I said, you, you go from a game that's like a you're very like stereotypical is a bad is like has a negative connotation to it, but not really. But like your old or your old like video like um, superhero video game to a game that is like a predecessor, like is the is the is the next step in Sunset Overdrive, which kind of like changed movement, and now yeah. you have. Like a game that done that did that, and it's like, oh, this is how Spider Man should always feel like. Like, so, like, yeah. it is very hard to go back yeah, and be it, like, uh. Activision had the Spider Man license, so they made an annual Spider Man game, right. and this one happened to be around the worst movies Spider Man has ever made. <laughs> and I include three in that. And, and I, I, think I completely that skipped the Enox games because the movies were such stinkers. Yeah. Like, right? You know, Amazing Spider-Man One is fine. No, it yeah. is not. Are it's you not kidding? It's not that good. No, you spend an hour scary. going through the origin stories that my fucking grandmother could tell me. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Fine. It's a fine film. Oh, yeah. does great power yeah, come from great the, responsibility? The Thirty end. minutes from now, I will have to clean up my shit and leave. Yeah. This is. <laughs> From the movie theater. What, Chris? Are you telling me you didn't buy the uh, the collector's Blu-ray set in the shape of Jamie Foxx's head? Oh God! It is. <laughs> he, he looks. He looks like a fish. <laughs> I will so say, ugly. Jamie Foxx's Electro is the best part of Amazing Spider-Man Two, a movie I do not like. I. But Jamie Foxx is fine in that movie. No, that's another bad take by TL, but I love him for it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for it. <laughs> all right, it's all terrible. Yeah. Um. Well, and I was the fucking rhinoceros. God damn it, me, Paul Giamatti. Uh, no one remembers me, even though I, every second of my footage is in the fucking trailer. <laughs> I was. I was trying really to remember. Is. Did the Insomniac game have collectible comics? Because there were so many no, collectibles. They in did it. not. They, they did not. Yeah, there were comic. There was a comic or two in the backpacks you would collect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Okay, but it didn't, also didn't have as many lines as Stan Lee, who uh, seems to have trouble reading the room. Man, Peter. Hey, Stan. Oh, welcome back, true believer. Gosh, I haven't seen you in the store since. I can't say it enough. I am so sorry about your uncle Ben. Oh, he was a good man. He was the best. Thanks. Thanks. I was just remembering how we used to come in together. Thanks for reminding me of my tragic yeah. loss. I yeah. was doing is a little better, Andrew, but, you know. Is that Andrew no, Garfield? No. No, they, no. Got a, they got a Tobey Maguire sound alike for the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And that was the only improvement the Amazing Spider-Man made, is to not sound like Tobey <laughs> Maguire. Oh, God. Do you mean, does great power come with great responsibility? Well, actually, it's more like... With great power comes great yeah. responsibility. Do you remember how badly he phoned in yes. those games? It was bad. I can't That's not awful, comment man. on it every time that comes up. <laughs> God, I, well, I did, I did see this week in, in, in Laser Time's uh, Wrestle Time, the wrestling Facebook group. Mm. That shit is like, it was, somebody just captioned it as Spider-Man disrespecting the business. And it's like, that'll give me my $1,000. I'm Tobey Maguire. And like, you just killed my Hulk Hogan. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> our whole year is ruined. <laughs> like, what is <laughs> Spider-Man disrespecting the business. That was great. <laughs> Bone saws ready. Bone saws ready. Yeah, let's oh, pretend. Yeah, Tobey McGuire, I told you I would come and give you your money at the end of the shift. Yeah. Let's pretend Don't he's really back. Randy Poffo and he's out there trying to make some work when there's no D.E. W and Spider-Man, little kid comes in with superhero powers, beats his ass and ruins his whole career. Well, I'm gonna have to tell you that we have to collect these comics and put them back <laughs> in the shelf. Yeah, so all we have to do at the end of the day is collect each one, each issue. Yeah. You, I wish you could see the hand movements TL is making. <laughs> I know. I wish you could see authentic. TL in general because he somehow pointed the camera at the side of his head. Whenever he talks, I think we're in a music video. <laughs> <laughs> He's singing into a pop filter and not looking at us. I, like, I do oh, feel I mean, like do you I want me watching... to look at you? I will look yes! at you. I can look no, at yes, you. I want you, <laughs> I want you to be Don't like a PM Don music video this entire recording session, please. <laughs> I will look at you the whole time. Dude, hold my, hold one can and give me a Mariah Carey. Man impression, yeah. Oh, See, here's yeah. the thing, me and Gene. I was telling the guys at VGA Apocalypse, yeah, all about these video games, about collectible comics. All they had to do is collect them, yeah. I don't yeah. even understand why anyone would want to get a digital comic, yeah, because you got to get that trade paper back and get it in your hands. The, the most yeah. authentic part of that impression <laughs> is when you said VGA Apocalypse. That is totally something my <laughs> Man would apocalypse. I don't have time to do this over again. There's only one take me and Gene. Yeah. Uh, like uh, that is a really good impression. <laughs> oh, God, I, I, I was like, I, I, it's it's the thing. Like I don't know, I don't know what it came, what happened. Like this one day, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do Macho Man. And the thing is, you just you kind of go a little bit low, then you go up top, yeah, right. to the very top. But you no got to one... go back low and get it soft. Yeah, no one ever does the quiet Macho Man. You. No. Don't understand. I got a fanny pack full of Michael. Take creamers. control of your show, oh, please. <laughs> I was enjoying this. Going to bring up the, the that poor GameRaiders.com woman. That uh, <laughs> oh, Ashley was thinking. <laughs> yes, GameRaiders.com. GameRadar. Dot corn. But, but like it was, it was funny. <laughs> but at the same time, like I look back on, it, it's like, what were the fuck were we doing? This poor woman makes time right. to talk with us and say, try to say our name, and because she fucks it up so badly, we're like, hot, ha ha, idiot. Hot take: the only people who make fun of that kind of shit are the people who will never, ever be in front of a microphone or ever, ever be in front of a camera. Absolutely, mm, yeah. And yeah. it's why I don't even give the fucking idiot president for that. Uh, Yosemite. That's what I call my Jewish friend. He called Yosemite. How do environmentalists feel when the president calls Yosemite Yosemite three times? You mean the same guy who three profoundly times. accepted his nomination? I profoundly Look, I will never give him. I'm not giving him shit for that. He doesn't, Donald I know president? he doesn't care, but that he hasn't heard of Yosemite or Yosemite Sam. Yeah, that's like, what the I mean, fuck? Like, it's, it's the thing of like when you're on a live microphone and then being in front of cameras. A lot as it's well. So you can definitely flub. It's there, like again, like since we're talking about wrestlers doing it, like it's the reason why you can find a million like wrestling botches. It's like yeah. no, like being in front of a live camera. It's not and, a botch. And saying stuff, it just sucks. Just went too far. We coming for you, TL. Oh, face bump. <laughs> face uh, bump. One of the greatest movies of all time. Or the shock. So the shock master. It is. Oh god. <laughs> 
All right, let's put a lid on the circus before it veers too far into the ring. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, new, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Spider-Man mess with my girlfriend. Spider-Man wrap his arms around her with my bedroom door closed. Suddenly, I'll open the bedroom door on Spider-Man's sneaky ass. I'll call him kissing my girlfriend and beat him to a pub with a rubber hose. I whip Spider-Man's ass. I whip Spider-Man's ass. I whip Spider-Man's ass. I whip Spider-Man's ass. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I'm like, are you forgetting how many good Batman movies there are? Yeah. And then we were even chatting about it like, earlier this week. 50%, 50%, 50% of Batman movies are good. And I've learned to enjoy Forever and Robin if that's what you're thinking. But I, I will never enjoy the Zack Snyder movies. Those are bad Batman movies. So that was leading into my next thing, which is bad like, Batman. I did not like Batflex, so I don't actually care if he's reprising the... I, I don't feel like he got a fair shake. I like Batman and Justice League, but like that's not real. It's a, it's a, it's a course correct from two bad movies. And, yeah, and, 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 and so then, of course, the Snyder Cut they showed... And I thought that Which trailer was a joke. I thought I said, "Oh, someone put together a spoof trailer using using Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah." You fucking internet, you got him, got him. And then it's like, no, that's the I real don't. Trailer. I don't know how it's going to be. I, I feel like we're watching the Republican National Convention, and you will hear no one ever, ever, evoke George W. Bush's name. The last person since Ronald Reagan to win two terms as Republican, and he's embarrassing to bring up. That's. When this is over, you guys will never talk about Justice League again. You will I, never. I thought you were heading, and, and then it, it's the perfect description. Zack Snyder is the RNC of the DC universe. He's directors. the, he's the he's George the W. Bush. It was better than other things, but it's still terrible. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we will not delay or you know what I'm just I'm just going to hit this Wait, I'm going to hit it releases. I'm not going to delay it all I'm just going to hit the releases. button I'm going to hit it right now I'm going to hit the button and we're all going to listen to Stop it with your tantric sound effects Well I have been listening to a lot of Sting lately and so I took it upon myself to never mind I believe in delaying Avengers <laughs> Avengers, it's out. Marvel's Avengers. Finally, after how many years we get a game that's not <laughs> yeah. Legos? I, I, I think I said last week I was in a movie theater at a Marvel event pre-COVID for the premiere. It was ahead 2017? Like when they revealed that it existed and it's here now. It's still kind yeah. of long in today's terms. Mm. Yes, you know, it, it was a long lead time, yeah. Since the old beat 'em up arcade of Captain America and the Avengers, Avengers. have we finally no. have we finally gotten an <laughs> Avengers game that doesn't have the Vision in it? Oh. Uh, yet, I mean, <laughs> I mean he might that. be introduced as a Battle Pass character. So. Sure, 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 sure. So, so okay, I I need to maybe walk back a few of the things I said last week with the beta because now having the full game in my hand, 
I'm I'm kind of reading a lot of so here's the thing I'm not seeing a lot of reviews for the game yet because people are still in the middle of playing it. It's a big game. It's a service game, but the stuff I've seen I totally agree with. Like the campaign is way better than I thought it would be. Like the single player campaign portion. The stuff though that I think the end game of this is the stuff that we were kind of complaining about in the beta. I don't know how that's going to hold up yet. It's going to take a while to get there. But like so far, my review in progress is like, oh yeah. These are still crystal dynamics. They still know how to do really good campaigns with really good character building and amazing, you know, beautiful worlds and yeah, cool platforming. They, they, they were on stuff. the first Arkham, weren't they? Uh, well, they they do all the Tomb Raider games, you know, crystal dynamics. I think so they were on the first Arkham, is what I'm saying. Mm. They, they, I think that was always Rocksteady. So. That, that was always Rocksteady. Well, it, it was it was also IDOS uh, publishing it, and Crystal oh. Dynamics had some credits in there. Oh, mm. oh, could be. I I totally forgotten that about the yeah. IDOS thing, but um. So, so like that part of it is like, oh wow, this is really cool. Like the first five minutes, I like fell in love with the Kamala Khan character because she's like fangirling out and meeting the Avengers and having these really touching character moments. And I'm like, oh shit, there's going to be a lot more of that in this campaign. It's still though the live service part. I'm like, it, it remains to be seen. Like their version of strikes. Am I going to keep going on those? Am I going to keep replaying the same missions? What over do you over? think so far? Because from my opinion of the beta, I will never do this again. I mean, so far, to be honest with you, I've only gotten as far as I was in the beta because there's more stuff, you know, there's more like story missions that you have to play through. My one complaint is just like, for an Avengers game, at least early in the game as Kamala, I'm sure not fighting a lot. It's a lot of platforming and the stealth Mm. stuff is no bueno. Uh, I mean, it's fine for stealth, but I'm like, I want to be beating shit up and I need more of that so far. But Mm. um, I mean... You know, the campaign is actually, I think, going to be pretty good. We'll, we'll see if the rest of the stuff holds up around it. Uh, I, I read two things that said that the, the beta, that seemed to say the beta did it a weird disservice. Because if, if you do want a single a single player experience, there's a really solid one in here that without a lot of annoyances of modern looty shooties. Yeah. Mm. I understand why they did it that way, though, because they don't need to test the single player campaign in a beta. What they needed to test was right. the was the online and, and some of the the economy stuff. So that shit was abysmal. <laughs> I got a a code for for the deluxe edition on PlayStation Four that will have Spidey. I'm a couple hours in and I haven't seen Spidey yet, though. So that I'm guessing that's uh, going to be. They said he's not till 2021. Oh, okay. So he's as not as far as I can research. Yeah, there's no footage or even a screenshot of okay. what Spidey will look like in Marvel's Avengers. I'm guessing might it's be the Insomniac Spidey. It's, yeah. it's got to be. So. Well, I mean, I, I, so I the thing that I thought was, I, I've been very impressed with, like, everyone who's finally got their hand in the full game has been speaking glowingly about it. Um, I just don't know if it's something that... So, and this is what I would ask you, Matt. Like, is it very much Destiny, like, Destiny-like? Like, in kind of the structure of even the single-player campaign no no well no um i mean because destiny is more as you go from mission to mission in the campaign you still have to go out to the hub world and then maybe select the next mission like a lot of this campaign it's it's like a tube shooter where it's just taking you from scene to scene and mission yeah to mission. but I, I did get to right. something like what you just described in the beta where it's like okay now we're we're on like the bridge of this of, of the chimera and yeah. we're picking uh different missions from around the world and then we go there and and that does happen yep that eventually mm-hmm. does happen but um but it's not like a pure Destiny campaign. I, you know, the Destiny stuff comes in when 
it, it reminds people of Destiny when you talk about the loot in the game, and then when you talk about things like the strikes and the you know you matchmaking with the rest of the Avengers for the strikes. But the single player campaign, you can just straight up turn matchmaking off, and you can just be playing it by yourself with an AI companion, and it's fine. So, it's it, but the thing that remains to be seen is like with Destiny. I've put over a thousand hours playing over those same missions over and over again. I don't know that this game will have the same longevity. Mm. I don't know that Arkham ever did that, and you could sell the same amount of games just by making a normal fucking Avengers game. What? Well, and what I'm saying though is, I think actually this campaign is going to be quite long because I've only I played like two hours, and it said I was ten percent complete with the campaign. So I'm like, okay, well, twenty hour campaign. That's pretty fucking good. Like that's a that's right. a good yeah. story I, I've campaign. Heard that nine I, to fifteen. Okay. So okay. Mm-hmm. Although that seems like a pretty big gulf, and like if you if you whenever you add those DLC characters, if they have their own like branching campaign to it, mm. I think it kind of justifies the long tail of that game. That's a great point. Like if you if you're having to buy the let's say you have to buy a battle pass per character, but then it comes with a few story missions of that character. Mm. Nah, now I'm now I'm interested. Like okay, you know, depending on how expensive each one would be, uh, I'd spoiler, pay for that. Nobody will ever put that much effort in a thing you unlock in the thirtieth tier of a battle pass. Yeah, yeah. You will never have story missions in a battle. No, pass. no. Well, they would have to be loaded up front. Is I guess what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like you, you play through those story missions and then you unlock the character for using the rest of the that. Game. Was again, this is me yeah. playing Marvel Fortnite this week. Like. Ew! <laughs> like, <laughs> so far behind. Like, oh yeah. If you if you do if you do everything great, an exponential amount of eighty times, you might unlock Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like, can I buy him? Like, there's no button for that yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, this sucks. Fuck this. Fuck this. Reportedly both for reportedly both games. And I, I just wanted to see if there's any controversy here. Why the fuck would Fortnite? In the middle of its anti-Apple campaign, where arguably a ton of people play their game, release their new season that is Marvel-focused the same week that Avengers comes out. Why? Are they signaling their alliance with Disney, saying, don't fuck with us, Apple? No, but, but yeah. I just assumed Marvel wouldn't allow that to happen. You yeah. shouldn't allow that to happen. If I was a pajama manufacturer and you like released Marvel pajamas the same day as me, like our business is done. It's almost like Epic is a big company as well. It's just like yeah, with Apple. Maybe yeah. not as big as Apple, but maybe like they're... It's a total leverage move. It's like, hey, look what you're missing yeah. out on. This is millions of dollars you just threw away because you could have been getting 30% of everything we sold for this marble pack and you fucked it up. So, right. Well, they don't want them to get 30%. That's the point. Right. Well, right. yes, but they could have been getting a piece. Now they're getting yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. That, so. Yeah. Fair. That's so weird. That is so corporate that's such like james Kahn's corporate lunacy i i just it's 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 a it's robert loggia banging his fist on a table i'll eat his heart i, I would have said it was a coincidence but dude when they did it the way they did it that was a calculated move like oh, um, right we're not telling apple we're just putting these packs in here no, like I, yeah i think i think knowing now that like that trailer is amazing and that there's marvel comics supporting it like yeah, you're going to miss out on everything. All of your users will miss out on the most exciting thing that has happened to our game in years. They'll have what to are you going to do? Play it on one of the other 10,000 devices that can play Fortnite. <laughs> well, I know, but to make it more monolithic, Apple's like, we don't care. Yeah. yeah. I will say, um, going back to the um, Avengers. The, uh, the Avengers game, um, the thing, like, framing it with Kamala Khan, I think, is a very genius thing. Yes. Um, because it's always, so, it's always better to do it with a self-insert comic book character, but I also think 
to me, what makes it work really well is it does the thing that Marvel movies did, where it takes a character that doesn't have like a a hard stance, like like um, already preconceived pop culture mm-hmm. narrative, like Kamala Khan. People who read comics know who Kamala Khan is, but if you've only watched Marvel movies, you don't know who this character yeah, is. Yeah, any, anybody interested in the MCU is being introduced to Kamala Khan for the first time, right? And I think that's important not only to have a character that is like in itself like a self insert Marvel fan person. Uh, but also like, hey, here's a new character that maybe you've never seen before. And hey, if you're like this ethnicity, like here's a character that you've never seen, you know, represented before. I think that's genius. Yeah, go, going back through uh, Bozeman's work in the MCU, they gave Spider-Man the personality that Kamala Khan was given. Mm-hmm. Right. Who mm-hmm. in the beginning was a powerless fan of all the Marvel characters. And I'm sure there's been other Marvel characters like that, but I love the Miss Marvel stuff. It's really good shit, by the way. Yeah, and that's in this um, game. So she starts mm-hmm. off as the game starts off with you winning a fanfic competition and going to meet the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And that's it's a spoiler, but it's the beginning of the game. That's when this this A Day thing happens where you know, this bomb goes off that gives all these people superpowers. So now Kamala has powers and eventually kind of, yeah, she becomes, what do you call that? Like a proxy character where like she is our proxy. Like, oh, we get to or be surrogate. superpowered now. Yeah. Yeah. Which so. makes me wonder. It's like they could, they could kind of use that as like, this is the, like the cinematic universe's explanation for mutants. Because like all of a yeah. sudden something happens that like a bunch of randos just get superpowers. But it, it's it's the Inhumans, right? Isn't that what they? Isn't that in the comics already? Like, there's, there's, well, there's so I mean, many so versions. Inhumans are different. Like Inhumans, like they are aliens, but they are they've already been like introduced into the world in the um, Ages of Shield show. And they're uh, in the they, game. They're in this game. It, well, this yeah. game, she, Kamala is an Inhuman in this game. That that's their oh, okay, ex, okay, their okay, explanation okay. for Inhumans is this bomb that went off that that caused them to to have powers all of a sudden so so then yeah that's different than the mcu because the mcu like they are aliens yeah doesn't doesn't calling calling some hero and inhuman sound like something uh a death eater and harry potter would call well they mention it no no it's it's they mention kamala brings it up it's used as a derogatory Mm -hmm. term almost she's like can you believe he calls us inhumans and it's like, oh shit! Like that's one thing I will call out: the the writing and the performance of Kamala is really great. Like her interaction with her dad, it's really touching at times. And like TL, to your point, it's very important for people to see a Muslim female lead where they mention, like, did you go to mosque? You know, you go to this retreat with your friends. Mm. It's like to, not just Muslim, to, Pakistani Muslim. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's to to expose people to that. That's how you get people to care and go, oh, they're just like me. They're, she has a great relationship with her dad. You know, that that kind of thing is like, oh shit, you know. And so all of a yeah. sudden now it exposes people to stuff that they need to be exposed to. So yeah, yeah it's I mean, it's the reason why I cry every time I watch um, the the animated Spider Man movie, uh, Enter the Spider Verse. Like mm-hmm. every time I watch that movie, I cry because it's like, no, like that that's like that that character like Miles could have been me. Like, and that's something, mm-hmm. like, I will never... It's this, like, thing, again, with Chadwick Boseman, like, passing. Like, when I went and watched Black Panther, um, I remember watching that in the movie theater, having worked a whole shift, because I worked overnight at the time. And, like, going in there kind of tired and then being, like, wide awake during that movie and, like, having it hit, like, very viscerally because you don't see a lot of characters like yourselves. And I think that's... I mean, that's the point of inclusion. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of people who aren't being served these things and being able to have this escape, escape this fantasy and see themselves in there. 
And I think Kamala Khan is a very important character to have at this time. You need to uh, go home, man. Yeah, and, and the thing <laughs> is, like, it's a good game. So that's also yeah. the thing that makes it better. And, and uh, from the uh, straight male white perspective, you don't even know that you've been brought a smorgasbord of characters who, who are supposed to look exactly like you, and you get so fucking bored. Mm. Bored! Bored by all these fucking people and their dumb problems. That uh, it, it's nice to see meet someone like Kamala Khan, who like whose parents hate everything about her. They're right. not Aunt May's. Uh, I'm sorry, in the com- that's that's an overstretch, but they're a very traditional Muslim. Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll come back next week with a, more of a report on on the campaign, how it's shaping up. But so far, so good. Uh, do, we do need to move on. There are so many yes. new releases. Oh, Chris, so tell many. us. Tell us about Vader Immortal PSVR. How is it? Well, I mean, like, um, sorry, sorry. Our, our buddy Evan Lottie wrote an article this week. Um, if you didn't see it on PC Gamer, like, I think, uh, I think the console wars just ended, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every Xbox exclusive is on the PC mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on Steam, and uh, PS5 exclusives are coming there too. We and, think maybe they said they'd consider it. Well, I mean, like. Horizon is there. Period. Yeah, yeah. that's a big, it's, big deal. It's it's if it sells, I guarantee. You like, oh shit, yeah. Three years after we make a game, we sell for five dollars at Best Buy. Yeah, we'll put it on Steam full price. But this this is the reverse. This was a Steam or the an Oculus exclusive coming to PlayStation. This is now. an Oculus designed game. Yeah, that's never happened before, as far as I know. I didn't research it. Now, how does it work? Because I I I'd heard a few whisperings of like the PSVR headset. We all know sometimes it has trouble recognizing some motion thing. It really depends on your setup. It I, I heard it is one of the it, can it is one of the best VR games I have ever played, and this is the worst way to play it. The tech, the tech is maybe not keeping up with the, with the yes, game. because because uh, you know I've done a little research in the Oculus um, in the Vive, the, the hand stuff where like you're so you're really supposed to clear the room and be able to, like the PS the mm. PS uh, VR period really doesn't like you to look behind you and you no, you need no. to do that a lot in this game oh really and and, there, and not only that there were several situations where like I'm climbing a ladder I'm like I've actually never climbed a ladder in a PSVR game. Uh, okay, it's broken, and I can't remove my hands or I'll fall and die. I need to reset because this gut doesn't read me. Oh no! Uh, and there, it, and that's it, that's literally impossible. You just have to die. Uh, Vader Immortal is amazing, and in 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 his lightsaber, light like well, sorry, lightsaber baby baby lightsaber stuff realized. Mm-hmm. It's the coolest lightsaber stuff I've ever seen or or, or dealt with. It requires the move controllers, then the little. You know, I never know what exactly it requires because it wouldn't tell me. Oh, but yeah. I made sure to activate this and that. But right. I, I have a feeling you might be. You know what I'm saying? Like when you play a PSVR game, I, I I stole move controllers when I worked at Capcom. I've had I have I have like six. Yeah, I mean, if you have them, you wouldn't. <laughs> Thank know you, that you, bad need Resident them. Evil knockoff. You, you would only know if you try to start it up, and they're like, "Sorry, this only runs with move controllers." So. Right. Yeah, but, but like it never asked. It never asked me for any controller. Period, and that's what I thought was weird because like. You control gonna, it with the force. Luke, I'm gonna use a mind. lightsaber, right? Like, and, and you could do that with your controller. Right. I'm sure, but like there was a there are several sequences where like I'm climbing ladders like one one, 
And uh, I, I stuck my hand in my fan because I'm a six foot three <laughs> fucking monster. Uh, but but like I, I like that. I like that when I forget where I am. And and like I thought it was one of the best VR things I've ever experienced. And I stopped playing because uh, multiple technical things uh, couldn't be surmounted. And I went went and read reviews, and it turns out like I was sort of right. Like that mm. the uh, and I didn't know this that like the Oculus. Does anyone here have an Oculus? Michael yeah, does. The Oculus Quest. That they're they're sort of like uh, they're more focused on knowing where your hands are or your wrists are. Well, especially mm-hmm. those special the the motion controllers that they have for the Oculus. Those are those are supposed to be amazing. They, where, they can whereas even PSVR is a little is a little derpy. It's like it's reading where a light is, and your wrists never look like where they're supposed to be mm-hmm. on screen. Okay. And I and I I never I've never had this feeling. Oh my God! I purchased the lowest end VR system, and that's mm. what because I, I like Darth Vader. When Darth Vader walks out, like I, I was telling my girlfriend, like I'm six foot two, three in a good day, uh, four computer. Com- no one's taller than me. And that one time I saw like a, a a screaming six foot seven man screaming for his life and running on the Bart station, like a, I just ran in high. It was so scary to me because, like, no one's bigger than me. Right. And when Vader walks up on my shit and, like, looks down at me, like, that was one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me in a video game. He's a big guy. Yeah. It's very, 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 very well done. I just can't help but believe it probably is better on another platform. There's things I'm sure they can fix because, like, the amount of technical malfunctions I encountered... I messaged you guys like, does anyone else want to play this? I've never experienced this many technical problems mm. in a VR game. And this is very well done. So I don't know why. I don't know why after like 30 minutes of like impeccableness, like, wow, like it's telling me to turn to the wall. Black screen, turn to the wall. Okay, I did it. It, it doesn't read me anymore. It just loses the read on me. Fuck. I'm just afraid to play it because, like, I experienced the ultimate Star Wars VR experience by going to one of those The Void centers in Vegas. Where I remember I told you that because, like, I fucking was so absorbed. I took a knee to shoot a blaster and it worked in that thing. And I'm like, okay, hell yeah. So, yeah, playing anything like less than that, I'm like, don't know that I need that. I don't know. This is really good, but I I, I did enter a pissed phase because I kept having to, like, hard restart the game. I mean, you, you guys have PSVR, right? Like, mm. so, like, when you you hit the start button, you can reorient yourself. Yeah, yeah. You hold and it. you can do that in this game until it breaks, and then that doesn't work anymore. Oh no! Right. You Shit. there's nothing you can do. You just have to exit, and that's mm. very. I don't know. That feels like very like, I don't know, like PC downloads from like 2000. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's VR. And it's more complicated. And I don't mean to shit on them, but like, uh, yeah, it, it, it was rough. Because mm. everything, but everything else was like immaculate. And again, this is the competition releasing a game on the competition. Yeah, right. Yeah, Neat. yeah. The fa- Facebook funded game, technically, mm-hmm. if it's an Oculus yeah. thing. It's an Oculus exclusive. Speaking of things you can't escape, TL, tell us about Madden NFL. All right, hold on. I have a sound effect to bring you in. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. Okay, no, (laughs) you know what that reminded me of? TL, I I know you know about this. Did you see the tweet about this is how Kendrick Lamar raps? (laughs) Oh my God, I got so mad about that tweet. It was the, um, it was, it's a Looney Tunes. 
Uh, I think it's like, it's, it takes Avery gif. It is like the, the, the Daffy Duck, the, the, like him, like doing the, see, pop, boop, da, boop, da, do, pop, boop, da, do, yes. and like, he's Danny Kay in, in the, in the 1941 short book review. That's why I'm here. I didn't look that up, by the way. There's been no edits. Once you hear that, uh, and book then you, review. you add that in your brain with Kendrick Lamar, you go, oh my God, that is how Kendrick Lamar writes. I, I, I did, that was, it was way too early for that kind of slander. All right. Um, that is way too energetic for Kendrick Lamar by the way I, I have two of his albums on vinyl the shit Mel Blanc did there is insane tell me about Madden which I actually love Madden games I'm a huge fan of Madden Ultimate Team but it doesn't change much from year to year so what's going on with Madden this year Tio give us the let Madden me, update let me I'm looking directly into the, the camera yes I'm looking as back you guys at you can see I'm, I'm I looking can't. into the camera yes. I, th- I think Michael and I should go take a collective shit yeah uh, no mm. don't because here's the thing yeah uh-huh. Madden is terrible this year. <laughs> okay. Oh, what? Telling me Madden, what I want to hear. <laughs> Madden is, is I don't give them sixty of your dollars. Please don't. Um so Wait, the the NFL that, street uh, mode's not good, is what you're telling me? Um so I, I, I don't I don't mess around with the with with the Mutt ro- with the Mutt um mode which is Madden Ultimate Team. You don't uh, just oh, that's I, the I, reason like all that game. all that stuff like it always it's always missed me. Um, but just inherit things. One, the gameplay is like slightly better. Like it, it feels better playing defense a little bit. Yeah. Um, however, Frostbite is a terrible engine to play football games are. It's extremely buggy. And this year, yo, you thought you saw bugs with like WWE 2K20 last year. Oh, you no. were seeing the exact same ones what? in Madden. This late in the generation? <laughs> this late in the generation. That game is buggy as shit. Um, yeah. T- tell me about it, the, the, it, the playground mode, though. They, they basically they said it's like NFL Street a little bit, right? It's like NFL Street if NFL Street was watered down Kool Aid. It is the oh, most no. un, it is the most uninterested arcadey version of football. The playground mode it's it's a traditional like for people who played football who, who were like in high school football. It's uh, it's a play on seven on seven. Okay, yeah. Uh, so for no people who have no idea, there's no offensive line, no it's defense skill line. positions. Gotcha. It is gotcha. just it is just throwing the ball and going out and getting it right. Um, it's it's kind of fun. It, it's trying to like it's trying to like play in the mode of emotes and stuff like that, but it doesn't really work well. It again. It, it requires you to do the one thing that is not fun about Madden, and that's play John Madden football. Um, it is it is like egregiously like just very very. It's just, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel fun to play. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Like you can customize your character. Hate it. Talk to me about the franchise mode. Yeah, yeah. I want to go. I want to go down the road. Franchise mode is the same franchise mode has been ever since this generation. A very watered down franchise mode. Mm-hmm. So people like. So I used to love franchise because I used to like being able to build your own team, and it's like almost like a mini RPG, and yeah. you lose all of that aspect because it is. It is so. It is so bare bones because their money is for people paying for for, for the yeah, they, the all, all of the good team. stuff from franchise mode is in ultimate team mode. You need to right. play ultimate team mode, like which I, I I don't play. So the Madden mode it is just not great. But I want to talk to you about the thing that really pissed me off. Oh, and that boy. is tell me about the story. That mode. is face of the franchise. So uh-huh. Madden for the last two years has had a story mode that kind of takes you. And puts you in these situations where it's it's very sports movie esque. Yeah, um, is it this? It had the same lead two years in a row with his buddy, right? Is that it was the same so. Guy? That was the previous before Face of the Franchise. Okay. That was that was called Long Shot. 
So yeah. that was the whole mode where it's like, oh, you're going to go into this football team. And it's the same character over the la- over those two games. That was great. Uh, Longshot was, was pretty good, actually. I like yeah. Longshot. And then last year they did Face of the Franchise where you're your own player. But, like, circumstances, you're out of high school. You're a highly drafted recruit. And then you go to college, and the coach is like, oh, well, we recruited the number one quarterback, so you have to sit on the bench. And it's like how you how you kind of uh, overcome those odds. Well, this you, year, you're, you're skipping how he overcame the odds this year. <laughs> oh, no, I'm getting that. So <laughs> okay. this year, this story is, it's, again, it's the face of the franchise. But now you start in high school. It, it opens like one of these film, like these, like these uh, ESPN 30 for 30s. They're interviewing you in your high school about how you became a football player. And you were a junior in high school. You've never played football before outside of like Pop Warner. And then the coach kind of talks to you into playing football. Uh, and then there's like, another quarterback that's on the team. He's really good. And he lets you know, oh, I'm the quarterback. But then... <sighs> In one of the games, you tell the quarterback, well, your heart's not in the game, blah, blah, blah. And he yells at you because it's like a stereotypical sports movie. And then he stops. He looks at you and he's like, well, I want you to know my heart's not in the game because I have a congestional heart failure. And I, like, I, I'm just not into it right now. But don't tell the coach that I have a congestional heart failure. And it's just like, wait, what? So then you tell the coach and then like. He gets mad. Is it a moral choice? Like, do you get to tell the coach? <laughs> you do get end? to choose. You get to choose if you tell the coach or don't tell the coach. I bet if you don't tell the coach, he <laughs> dies, and it's tragic. no. He doesn't. He just he plays into the fourth quarter. Like, so if you tell the coach, he plays until the third quarter, and then the coach is like, "Hey, get out the game." If you tell if you don't tell the coach, he plays until the fourth quarter, and the coach is like, "Get out the game," and he blames you. But you're like, "I didn't tell the coach." So then he leaves the school. Then he comes back. And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to play. I'm going to play wide receiver now for you," and then. <laughs> Snoop Dogg comes out of nowhere. Like Snoop Dogg is like, "Hey, I'm the coach of the other team." But I heard about you, y'all, the heartbreak kids. Yeah, I'm rooting for y'all, but I'm the coach of the other team. And he walks off. He's not Snoop Dogg playing a character. He it's is Snoop, Snoop Dogg Dog as the character Snoop Dogg. Because, Dog because in there. Snoop Dogg coached high school football in real life for yeah, his that son. That sounded like a line of dialogue out of Rick and Morty. It really um, did. It really did. Um, you made me care again. It it it, it keeps Yo, going. Yeah, you got a thrizzle to the Q bizzle. So, okay, so <laughs> I want to frame this, and the thing that made me the most mad about it is the character is the default race of the character is African American, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what this is what is premising everything. So like, who canceled like uh, 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 John def- Boyga <laughs> boycotts and all that? <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, it's the default is he's African American. So you guys go to the same college for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, and then like you're, you're coming in, like I said, you had like this whole thing and you're a high rate, rate of recruit. And then, um, John Voight plays a character. I want to say a guy who looks like John Voight. He plays a, he plays a college football coach and he's like, Hey, I came in from another program. This is my oh, first head coaching I job. I know why he's in this. <laughs> he, he was in, um, uh, no, he was yes. in a football. Varsity if he's not Blues, playing his character from Blues, Anaconda, yeah. he played the I will coach ne- in Varsity Blues. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, he's like, well, I I ran a program, so we're gonna we're gonna cycle you guys in and out. Uh, so how it is is like one game your character will play the quarterback, the other game the other character will play the quarterback. You only play the games that you play quarterback. Well, they they simulate, so you don't have to do the whole college season. They simulate most of the season. You play the first game, then you play the college football semifinals, but then. Surprise, surprise, in the college football finals, the kid who has a congenital heart 
failure, has a congenital heart failure at the game. Mm-hmm. They have to pull him from the game and send him to the hospital. You have to play the rest of the college football finals. And then if you win or lose, you go to the hospital to see him, right? And then they do a surgery, and he's like, oh, they made me out of surgery, blah, 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 blah. Are you spoiling, like, the whole campaign? I am not. I cannot believe we are talking about men. I have to talk about We're talking about men and spoilers. We're talking about men and spoilers in 2020. (laughs) So then, but, okay, so this is the thing that made me mad. So, again, again, I'm framing this. Your character is black. He comes back. The guy's your, your roommate, who is the other quarterback. He gets out of the hospital. And you're like, you're going to throw this party. And he tells you while he's in the hospital, hey, let's come back one more year and we're going to win another championship one more year. And like, you can tell him yes or no. Or you can like, oh, I don't know. Um, but it's like, what you're, what you're going to do. So then as he's getting ready to come to your house, the coach comes and he's like, oh, hey, you know, I want to let you know I made my decision on who's going to be the starting quarterback for next year. We're just going to use one quarterback. And what you're thinking is, oh, you're going to pick me, the guy who didn't have a fucking heart failure in the championship game. But no, he's like, we're going to go with the other guy as our starting quarterback for the next year. But if you want to stay on our team, you can play wide receiver or or, uh, running back, which pissed me off because, and here's where that frame of reference comes. For a lot of, for like the history of, of college football, especially in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, a lot of black quarterbacks were persuaded not to play quarterback because they were considered not smart enough to play quarterback. They could play wide receiver or, or uh, running back. Mm. And it's something that is very just like, it just viscerally made me mad. And seeing that in the game of like, because this is your, oh. this is their way of saying like, because in this game, you can play face of franchise, you can be a quarterback, or you can be a running back or a wide receiver. And it's like, to frame it like that is shitty. And I really mm. wish they wouldn't have done it that way. Maybe and that's it really, on purpose. Like, Maybe you're it. supposed to get manned. I would say like the whole thing, it should be framing like, oh, it's your job. But the thing, like to make you feel bad, like that's only if you stay. Like, you change your position if you stay, but, like, it's supposed to be felt like, oh, you're doing the right thing if you change your position for your – why wouldn't your buddy want to play quarterback? Why wouldn't you want your buddy to play quarterback? And I think that's what really kind of sucks why, shit. Why wouldn't you want to cash out and retire when you're 32? <laughs> well, because that is, is the choice then you can leave and just go into the pros? You can leave and go to the pros, but you will be a lower draft pick. And he tells you that, too. He's like, if you go out, you're going to be a, a much lower draft pick. Right. But if you stay – and that, like that's That's really shitty. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a shitty thing that wraps up that whole boat. Like, honestly, it is something like if you're going to want to play Madden, I'm going to tell you this completely honestly. Get EA Access. Wait like four or five months, and it'll just be free on EA Access. Like, don't don't pay fifty dollars for this game. It's or, not or the good. way EA Access works now is you you get the five buck a month and you get to yeah, play it for four trial. days, right? You, you play right. it for four days mm-hmm. and you're done with it. And okay, at least you tried it. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you real quick, and then we'll move on. The focus mm-hmm. this year, like typically every year, they're like, oh, we're going to focus on improving an aspect of gameplay. What are they? What was the the promise uh, this year? The big focus this year is how the defensive line works, and I think it Ooh. is a lot better. Uh, I think a lot of the prompting on the defensive line makes it more intuitive. It yeah. makes it less of a chore to play defense in that game. 
That see, I always since I was young, when I play defense in football games, I always just choose a D lineman. So that excites me because yeah. that's kind of where I play. So it hey, definitely does go in. I, yeah. I, I from what you just said for a lot of minutes, I assumed the new feature this year was marginalizing black talent. <laughs> I mean, it might as well have been. Like yeah. that's the thing that I, yeah. I really took away from it. I really, I really fucking hate that. I really hate facing the franchise. Like it, it really soured me a lot to that game and like playing it. And like, it's, there's like again, it's very buggy. Um, and face of the franchise, because I'm playing an offensive player, I just do offense only, whereas you can super sim. Except for one game where you cannot super sim, and you have to play the defense, which makes the game longer, and then not fun, because I don't give a shit about any of these defensive players, because they are nobody people that are nothing to me. Mm, all right. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not a good game. All right. Uh, well, were you talking about Madden or NF- the NFL? I I, I can Both. agree with that. <laughs> Both <laughs> the NFL because it's 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 <laughs> it's it's just like a it's it's I don't know why it's so popular. It's the only thing my grandfather ever liked, but it's uh yeah. Sometimes it seems like is this Hunger Games for black people? Well, no. So the thing with <laughs> the thing with the thing with football is. When you look at football as a sport itself, and as someone who's played football and who's been around football culture, like there is like there is an appreciation of looking at the actual like athleticism of the sport and being able to read it. It's like it's like if I tell somebody like, oh, you should watch chess competitively and you don't have any kind of idea or any like resonance of chess, like watching competitive chess can be boring as shit because you don't understand like the game into it. Like football, there is there is something to the savantness of knowing how to play football very well and knowing how to read football very well. And I think that's where like that's where the enjoyment is. So like you'll have people who can just watch football and can gradually just watch it. Like you can have people who just gradually watch people play chess. But as you get more like more in depth into those like like situations and be able to read like, oh, this guy's running a spread offense, which is more easier to watch than watch someone who runs like um, a like a staggered eye offense, and like these are very terms that mean absolutely nothing to people who don't know anything about football. But like people who watch a lot of football, it means something, and you're like, okay, I can imagine and picture what that fo- what that is. I think that's, I mean, that's the that's the overall of sports in general. Like as you learn more, as you appreciate more, you get more of a you get more of a, like a, of a kinness to a kin- well, look, a dude. I love football, it. but this is dragging on like a baseball game. So we got to move <laughs> to the next game, yeah, please. Uh, Michael, tell me about Wasteland 3. Um, I played through one battle, but it was pretty fun. Um, it's, <laughs> I don't know, I mean, it's it's a top-down uh, RPG with battles that are, you know, um, felt, felt a little bit like XCOM to me. A little. I, a little I played through more than one battle. It's, um, it, did you ever play Divinity Original Sin? You know, I, I am the one that compared it to that originally, and that you, yeah, you yeah, create yeah. the the male and female characters, and uh, but but are the battles similar to that? Or I mean, it's it's very very similar. So I played a little bit in, and I, I mean, was really kinda you con- just create two characters; they don't have to be male or female; they can be whatever. And there are several stock characters you can start with. Also, they have the pre rolled characters, which seem like um, they kind of maybe give them more powerful equipment to start with, but then they don't have the ability to equip the quirk. The most interesting thing to me so far was the character creation is really cool in this game. Like, they have the system where it's like, okay, choose your profession, that's going to give you bonuses, and then there's quirks, which are like, we're going to give you a bad thing, but also a couple good things to counter it. And, like, how you combine that with your profession, you can actually kind of either, like... Uh, take the edge off some of your bad effects. So, for example, one of the one of the character effects is like 
you're literally immune to every status effect in the game but you lose um 15% of xp like you you gain 15% less xp but then one of the professions gives you a little bit more xp so it kind of evens out right and so you can do that or you can like go there's skills that are like hey we're going to add to your explosion skill and then there's a quirk that adds some explosive stuff so it's like you can go super specialized explosives i like yeah. that stuff i i was kind of a little turned off at first because like yeah you're playing as a member of the colorado rangers or whatever Mm. and uh i i'm kind of like i'm i'm sort of tired of games set in a post-apocalypse it's like cast you as like some sort of proxy for law enforcement you have to fight cool neon punk rockers it's like but i want to be the the punk bandit trying to survive in a wasteland i don't want to be a guy who grew up calling his dad sir and uh yeah, you're 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 very much the brotherhood of steel in this is, yeah is yeah but playing. but i do like that you can just sort of you can define that for yourself with created characters it's like yeah i if i want to just be like some kind of like uh, uh crust punk mercenary that got hired by by these rangers to to be a hired gun like yeah sure why not so the one comparison I was going to make to Divinity, like the combat, it is, like Michael said, it's XCOM-y because you have guns, but there's also melee yeah. options. And it's it's turn-based also and, and cover-based, yes. so. To me, it's it's closest to Divinity in that, like, Divinity is known to be very open-ended. Like, you can kind of break the game for yourself if you're not careful. Mm. And I experienced that today because I rolled my own characters and I rolled, like, a specialist who... I gave him basically the wrong weapon and the wrong specialties, which don't apply early in the game. And I'm like, I can't get past the second battle because I I run out of ammo and I don't have a melee weapon, so I can't kill dudes. And so it's very traditional old school CRPG in that regard. Like, be careful. Like, you might want to choose some of the pre-rolls because they'll at least give you means to get out of the early battles. But it's like once you know that stuff and you can kind of create a character accordingly, like... It is one of those, there's a, you, you can just tell there's going to be a ton of depth to it. I'll be quite honest with you though, right now in my life, I'm not craving a CRPG. I'm not looking for that. There's, there's Marvel games to be played with mm. super awesome action sequences. So I'm a top, mm. you know, a isometric view CRPG wasn't scratching the itch for me personally. Mm. Well, I mean, if there's a reason that I, I wasn't able to spend a lot of time playing Wasteland 3, it's that I, I spent at least an hour each with the next four games on our list. Yeah, there's a, so, lot. there's a lot. Iron Harvest uh, is a really like it's it's a an RTS with a really cool idea that's like what if World War One were fought with gigantic steampunk mechs? Yeah, and it takes place in an alternate world with alternate uh, countries like there's uh, Rusviet and Polonia, and you start out the game as this little girl who like the, there's a campaign. Yeah, you start as a little girl in a snowball fight. With a bunch of people in the neighborhood, and then your brother takes you out and teaches you how to hunt, and uh, things happen, and fast forward a bunch of years, and it's like, we've all lived through the Great War, it's over, and now I'm a teenage resistance fighter, and Rusviet forces are moving into my village, and uh, a bunch of weird shit going on, and another war is brewing, and Tsar Nicholas is going to fight with uh, Kaiser Friedrich, and it's it's kind of cool, and... Um, Again, cover-based, although it's an RTS, but, like, a big chunk of my time was just, like, moving around a big squad of fighters, uh, ducking behind, like, stone walls in this village. And uh, then, yeah, you have you have these big-ass rickety mechs that you can eventually command as well. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. I like—I I always dig that, like, alternate history uh, 
kind of game. Now it's RTS is their, uh, uh, what do you call those? The early phase of most RTS battles are like, I got to build up my economy so I can be more powerful no. later in the fight. At least okay. I haven't done that yet. So far, what I've done is just like a couple of story driven missions. Like, oh, okay. you're over here. Go over and help these people. Now take out this thing. It's, okay. Yeah. Very, so maybe very more, objective more focused. World in Conflict was, was one of the first games. It's like, we're going to do away with the economy and just let you battle because that's yeah. what you really have yeah. to do. We don't have to build more farms. Come on. No. no. Who cares? What's what's a last campfire? About? Last campfire is a game by Hello Games. Hello, um, which you might remember Hello. as the people who made No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they this is I think far less ambitious. It it feels like a compact little indie game, like like an original Hello Games. Game. <laughs> yeah, like like Joe Danger, like more on that that yeah. level. They, they actually had a name for it. Game. They were referring to this as a short, as a Hello Games short. Like it's huh. it's their indie game. But yeah, you are you are a little uh, hooded creature called an Ember who uh, may or may not be dead, and you're navigating this world and trying to. Um, you, you will find other embers that have, have lost all hope and kind of turned to stone. So you have to, like, touch them and go into their minds. And in their minds, you'll find this spark of hope. But in order to reach it, you need to do all these environmental puzzles. So it, it has a little bit of a feel like uh, the Breath of the Wild dungeons, where it's just like, okay, I'm exploring this world. Now I've dropped into something completely alien, and I have to solve these puzzles to get ahead. Um, so that's pretty cool. I like what I've played so far. Um, and would recommend it. Uh, it's very, very cute. It's a little bit twee, but, uh, but mm. I enjoyed it. Uh, also has a little bit of a journey vibe. Um, and NSR No Straight Roads is a game made in Malaysia, which I don't think I've ever played a game made in Malaysia before that I huh. knew of. Was this part of, part of like a government initiative? Like possibly, but it's, it's about, uh, this, this, this two person rock band that uh, is going to bring rock back to vinyl city back to our roots. But no, that the leadership of vinyl city, this, this corporation that runs everything says the only music that there's interest in is EDM. (laughs) And so, but it's, it's like a, it's an action game, but it's also nominally, rhythm based and that like you know enemy attacks happen in rhythm so you can kind of sounds like, a lot like so, it says a, a lot like someone lost the license to bill and ted face the music <laughs> of the last minute a little bit a little bit but it, it definitely wow. has its own unique vibe i it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh not quite jet set radio but a similar similar uh atmosphere i guess and mm-hmm. it's interesting because like the the main characters start talking and at first like you're hearing American and British accents, and then you realize, like, oh, no, there's something else in this accent. It's like, oh, is this what a Malaysian accent sounds like? Oh. And then, like, it's it's driven home when, like, one of the characters yells something and ends it with La Is It, which, like, oh, okay, that's, that's I cool. guess someone wasn't caught up on his no reservations with Anthony Bourdain. That's mm. fine. <laughs> I need to go back and binge the rest of that series. Uh, talk to me about Surgeon Simulator The Deuce. Uh, it's exactly what you think it is. It's more Surgeon Simulator, but now you get to like move around and uh, do various missions, and it's multiplayer. You can have up to four players playing at a time for oh, ultimate wow. chaos. That it sounds chaotic. It feels m- easier to understand than the first Surgeon Simulator, and that the experience is a bit more guided, like they will actually tell you what to do and when. It's mm-hmm. not just like, yeah, go over to the counter and there's a bunch of tools there. And I guess you need to pull this guy's heart out. So just like swing a hammer around or whatever. 
But am I guided by some fucking annoying YouTube influencer? No, you're guided by okay. a, a uh, prim uh, English woman's voice, and uh, <sighs> she will say like, "Huh, use the use the hammer to smash his ribs, and then use the scalpel to cut his lungs out." Ew. Uh, we forgot to mention earlier, uh, Wasteland, by the way, is Game Pass. We should have mentioned that. That's, you can you can play oh, that. Oh, is it? Now. Yeah. Wasteland 3 is Game Pass. I just added this. Um, it's a game that came out a little while ago that I'd seen a lot of people talking about. It's another Game Pass game. Spirit Fair is very good and very beautiful and very relaxing. It's like Stardew Valley on a boat. You're, where you basically it's very, it's, very, it's very slow, though. It's very slow. You're taking over for, like, basically sort of the... Uh, not the Grim Reaper, but he's a guy who kind of works the river sticks, transporting souls hmm. to the afterlife, right? It's, sure. Uh, yeah, so, yes, and you're, you're taking over for him. You play someone named after the beer Michael just took a sip of. Stella! Um, it, it, it is the best animated sprites I've ever, ever yeah. seen. It's very, the music is very calming, but it's, I can tell it's an emotional journey. The story is really where this game's at. And you kind of meet these people that you realize were part of Stella's life before. And so, like, I've already gathered, like, three party members to live on my boat, which kind of is this moving farm where it's like, oh, they're going to help me do this on the boat. Like, they're going to help me farm things. They're going to do this. And I'm like, oh, she's just gathering all the people from her life. That's probably what the story is about. It's, it's actually... It's really interesting, and it's part of Game Pass, so so check it out. Um, I've been playing it, and, and I streamed it a little bit at Maddie C. Allen on Twitch. I, I, I quite enjoy it, so uh, yeah, worth worth checking out. Cool. And I'm sorry it missed us on its... I don't know how it went, went, flew under our radar when it first came out. That was the kind of the beginning of August, but it's, it's quite good. Hmm. All right, well, let's move on to... Gamescom happened last week. Um, kind of most of it happened after we recorded, or some of the bigger stuff. Uh, did you guys watch any of that Jeff Keeley's Gamescom opening night live? I think is what he calls it. A little it. bit. Yeah, I watched. I watched. I think I watched the whole thing actually. So I was uh, over overall. I wasn't like I was a little underwhelmed with in terms of like announcement level. It feels like Gamescom peaked about three years ago with the news and announcements of like really cool new stuff like this this mm. was more just like showing us more of stuff we already knew about i don't that could just also be the nature of 2020 and you know yeah. how, how announcements are happening some of the stuff though I, I i just picked out the stuff that to me i'm like oh this this looks awesome so um they showed some gameplay of ratchet and clank mm. that looks to me to be like the Here's the funny thing. They, they weren't able to call it a launch title, but they said it would come out around roughly in the launch window of PS5. So I'm guessing within mm -hmm. the first few months. But that seems to me to be the killer app uh, other than maybe Miles Morales to to say if you, you this is why you need a PS5. It looks fucking badass. I mean, that's the thing is like that that um, Burbank um, that Burbank office over there in Insomniac, like they are they are the only ones that are making stuff for the PS5 like, that looks like like oh yeah we're gonna actually have something there for it uh, but it looks really good yeah um it, it, it looks really fun i i don't like it looks like a ratchet and clank i think that's what i didn't see from the other reveals um of this like it you know it looked like it it kind of looks like very like set dressing -y, like something you would see at an e3 this looks like a little bit more involved mm. so i wasn't i was enjoying that 
I'm I'm just really excited for the portal tech and how they're able to leverage like the super high speed hard drives to power some of that stuff. It looks mm. really, really a lot cool. of it made me think of uh, like what Elizabeth was doing in Bioshock Infinite. Like, oh, now yeah. you can. Mm-hmm. There's like an alternate reality you can pull into this one briefly. Yes, right. Just don't lose your what finger. What happened? You, mm-hmm. Y'all don't want to pretend like bug snacks while you uh, beg Sony for your pre order. No, I mean, we don't know when they, that's coming out. Yeah, and I've I've never been on the don't don't let me in with these bug snacks like bug occultists. Kiro Kiro Benito is a lovely band. Yeah. Um, they they showed Dragon Age four. God, this is a weird way to announce a Dragon Age game. It's like Take they showed the a bunch of behind the scenes footage. Motherfucking bug snacks. Motherfucking bug snacks. <laughs> yeah. uh, Did you see? Uh, not. Uh, so, I was all of Soros. Um, not Saren. Solus. Solus. There, that's the name of that elf. The not Saren. Well, I think that people are speculating he's going to be the big bad of this game because uh, spoilers for Inquisition. He kind of ended up being a big bad at the end of Inquisition. So, yeah. Theory, fan theory is he will be the big bad you face in Dragon Age Four. This is Bioware working on this, but they basically showed like a behind the scenes kind of talking head trailer and then a lot of concept art from the game what i liked about it was like some of the combat reminded me more of dragon age awakening as opposed to inquisition so i'm wondering if it's going to go more of like an awakening route route and the reason why i say that is ever since mass effect 3 a lot of those like bioware rpgs like they haven't felt like rpgs like i don't like inquisition doesn't feel like an rpg uh, Bioshock, uh, Bioshock Infinite, uh, but, um, uh, um, uh, Mass Effect, um, Andromeda definitely didn't feel like a Mass Effect. Like, I don't hate well, that game. Let, let me tell you about a little action game called Dragon Age 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dragon Age 2. But, I mean, Dragon Age 2 was still more of an RPG than Inquisition, I would feel. Like, you know, and I, and then with the, the bungle that was Anthem, like, I would like them just to roll back and like, hey, this is just gonna be like Inquisition. Or like old school Mass Effect, like that would be something that you would be really interested in. I think it'd be hard to go back to Inquisition because The Witcher Three has happened, and The Witcher Three basically was that template, but it just was the best version ever of that template. Mm. So yeah, I I wouldn't mind them trying something different, or even going back to Awakening, like you said. Yeah, Uh, they showed off a really long story trailer for World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which you're going basically to the afterlife in WoW. That comes out October 27th. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, very very long story there. Very, that was like ten minutes, but yeah, it was like, like I, did, I think I just commented at work like I'm very excited for this World of Warcraft movie and whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I think it was Uther, it. wasn't it? Uther Lightbringer is who they uh-huh. were focusing on, and yeah. him him basically becoming an angel of wrath. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like because um, he's basically throwing Arthas into hell. Um, they showed uh, this Call of Duty. Um, Black Ops Civil War, baby. Civil War. So they showed this trailer, and I think the biggest thing people were talking about was like the Ronald Reagan <laughs> inclusion. Yeah, realistic in the Ronald Reagan. Rappy, I will not buy this game unless I get my rapping Ronnie Reagan. So what I want? It's Woods I, Mason. I, I need you to find my jelly beans. Well, it's it's <laughs> this it's is the not worst even Reagan. Reagan ever. No, you know what it was? It was Phil Hartman's Reagan from SNL where he was like a dope in public and then behind closed doors he was running everything. Like they basically – it's this weird caricature of Reagan like, oh yeah, he's – boys, I'm going to give you whatever you need, but this is under the radar. Like go kill me. I may be a cowboy actor, but I know everything about the military now. (laughs) 
It was weird. Somebody did like a, um, there's like memes been going around with the Ronald Reagan. Someone did press F to initiate Iran Contra. Yes, yeah. yes. I thought was pretty yes. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Press F to sell <laughs> weapons to the yeah. con- Iran Contra. Uh, that's all. Uh, press F to put crack in the inner cities. Like, I was like, yes, I, I mm-hmm. all of these. It definitely rang as a little tone deaf of like today's world. You're like, hey, I don't know that we need to be glorifying kind of this cowboy mentality in America just going and fighting all these bad. It feels and I get that like Call of Duty has its own alternate history at this point. Um, I don't know. I it just either you're going to play this game or you're not. I, I do respect the Black Ops games because they seem to have the most campaign of any of the Call of Duties, you know, mm. although the last Black Ops had no campaign. So that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know. Whatevs. Um, so, did anyone watch the Medal of Honor Above and Beyond? Uh, that's that Respawn VR yes. Medal of Honor game coming. Yeah, out? yeah, I saw that. How, what did you think about that? I mean, I don't, I don't know that a, a Medal of Honor VR experience is the best use of Respawn's talents, but it's Respawn. So, like, okay, I'll see what you've got going. This could be cool. Yeah, I feel like remember that they've been working on this since before things like Apex Legends came out. Yeah, mm, uh, right. so it's like. They've they've almost like moved past needing to do this thing. It's like it's like a contractual obligation, but it's like God, you, I really want to see what's next from you guys. You know, mm-hmm. and especially after the Star Wars game last year, I'm like, yeah, okay. That it's, it's almost like I forgot they were doing this thing, and it's like okay, cool, but uh, mm. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Right. I think I feel like they they're trying to bring it to a point where once again, Medal of Honor and uh, Call of Duty will exist in sort of a rock band guitar hero style uh, duology where it's like they're basically interchangeable and the one that did the one franchise went and did the other afterward well not if battlefield has anything to say about it because they're going to want to be in there in that discussion as well so uh and then last bit of news um the sims 4 (laughs) announced their new expansion and i'm geeking out about this because it's basically it's the coolest sounding thing it's called journey to batu or you, you journey to Batuu in it's an expansion inspired by Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, yep. the Star Wars land in the Disney theme parks. Yep. Like what? Like that sounds cool to me. Like I'm, I'm not a Sims player, but I'm like, yeah. I think I would want to check that out. Like mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, it's definitely fun. I'm oh, never gonna get to go there. there. I'm never gonna get to go to Disneyland anytime soon because of COVID. That's so true. fucking let's do yeah, it. Well, video. Yeah. yeah, I'll cosplay as Dan Amrick and his wife in their awesome <laughs> non costumes. <laughs> Yeah, Kat yeah, does sell those uh, tags. Yeah, uh, she sells like the Etsy. fake money and, and IDs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, wish oh, I it's so cool. Yeah. You can yeah. you can spend real money to buy fake money. Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. it's true. It's fun. Um, so yeah, that that was kind of everything big from the Gamescom stuff. Uh, let's see other other fun stuff. So this isn't a huge news story, but I think it's kind of cool for Nintendo fans. Nintendo kind of on the slide introduced a few updates to the eShop that are like quality of life but are kind of a big deal. So first of all, it used to be if you pre-order a game, that was it. It's pre-ordered. You're not getting your money back until you get it. They're now letting people change their minds up into seven days before a game launches. So you can kind of say you want a thing and then change your mind. They will not charge you until seven days before it launches. So you can kind of back out of a pre-order, which which is nice. That's cool. Yeah. The other thing they're doing is they will now have countdowns 
when games are coming off sale. So anything that's discounted will have kind of a little timer. Um, that So in your wish list or in the great deals page or even the eShop homepage, it's going to tell you how much longer a thing will be on sale. So if you're like, oh, I really want that. I want to and you know, make sure you buy it on sale. They'll tell you. So it takes the guesswork out of that because I've definitely been there like, oh, shit, that's on sale. Oh, I'll get it tomorrow. And then it's gone. I'm like, fuck, I should have bought that. So, Right. Um, Microsoft has pre-announced that they will have an event at Tokyo Game Show uh, amongst a lot of other publishers are doing the same thing. Here's the weird thing. They pre-announced that nothing about Next Gen will be announced at this event. They said this is, me. this is just a focus on Japanese developers and Japanese games coming to their, their platforms. This gentleman, TGS is at the end of September. September twenty fourth. Killing me. <laughs> so I'm either You are literally gonna... driving a knife into my heart and ending my life. I mean, what are we led to believe? Either they're going to announce that before September twenty fourth in a different event, or we're not gonna know the price of the next Xbox hmm. until after September twenty fourth. Yeah, I think that's yeah. entirely likely. Um I, I honestly think um if I can reference our next news item that they might take a page out of nvidia's book because nvidia just announced these three next-gen graphics cards that are coming out within a couple of weeks and are a $500 to $1,500 investment depending on which one you want to buy i would not be at all surprised at this point if microsoft and sony both reveal their price and launch dates like two weeks beforehand. Yeah. Or it's, I mean, the Apple model, which is it's available now. Yeah. The, the difference there is like Apple is like, here's this thing we haven't shown you ever yet, mm-hmm. and now it's available, go buy it. Versus this is like, we've shown you this thing a lot, but we never told you how much it costs. And, and mm-hmm. it feels weird. And, and It's frustrating. I, well, part of it I have to wonder, is this just COVID and circumstances because... I'm sure that's part of it. Well, they're doing other stuff that is like, you can tell they would have originally planned to announce some of this stuff sooner. So, for example, they continue to openly leak the Xbox Series S. So, in another mm-hmm. thing, official Microsoft thing, they have they have basically included info on this. So, this time, it's in inside um, packages. There are these, like, Game Pass vouchers. Mm-hmm. And the Game Pass voucher mentions that it will be good for the Xbox Series X or S. So they are publicly acknowledging the S without ever announcing it. What I saw was somebody like just bought a new Xbox One controller and it had that on the packaging. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, so so that was that was the last one we talked about. That was the last leak. This Seriously. one, it happened again, but this time it was on a Game Pass voucher wow. inside Microsoft. Pa- so this is an official Microsoft product. So yeah, well, it's no, as the, good as the, gold. The, this was a, a more recent leak than the the original one was like they were somebody was showing off an Xbox Series One X controller that also mm. mentioned the the Series X. Yeah. Or Series it, S, sorry. And Okay. Uh, this this was just an Xbox One controller that mentioned the Series S. Yeah, it might it might have been on that voucher inside the controller box because that's Could where be. I saw this Could one. Be. So they're they're openly kind of leaking the Series S, and I'm like they, you know, the way these lead times have to work for packaging, especially if stuff is produced in China, they probably mm-hmm. at one point thought they would have announced that thing by now, and so it wouldn't have leaked their things, yeah. but they've had to change their announcement strategies. So. Well, I mean, I I think also like there's a lot of speculation that. Sony and Microsoft are each waiting on the other one to reveal what their plans are. And I think, you know, these next-gen consoles are probably going to be tremendously expensive to produce. 
and uh, they are going to likely take a bath on the price no matter what they put it at and yeah. each one is waiting for the other one is like can we price this competitively with our competitors well it definitely feels like the worst game of chicken i've ever witnessed but mm-hmm. i'm wondering how is this a moot point now that you, you kind of mentioned this next news story so nvidia came out there and announced three cards that just are going to put anything we could have previously thought of graphics card wise to shame. So they announced the RTX, it's the 3000 series. So there's the 370, which is 500 bucks. That's all. It's faster than the current 280 Ti's. Damn. There's the th- and that there's the mid tier, which is the 380, which is 700 dollars. Which, by the way, that is that's pretty affordable even for a brand new card set for for Nvidia. Yeah. That's on the affordable side. That is get this. Two times faster than current 280s. Two right. two times faster. Uh, and then there's the 390. I'm so annoyed the name of this. The BFGPU. We get it, motherfucker. The BFGPU. <laughs> uh, $1,500. So twice as much. <sighs> that is faster than a Titan RTX. Uh, current Titan RTXs. That's the one they are promising 8K gaming. It'll be able to yeah, run. I mean, they're, they're promising 8K gaming on all of these. But they're right. really emphasizing it for the 3090. Well, the thing that's really the thing that's really crazy is like they haven't even announced the the um, the 3040 yet, or like 3040, the 30 maybe the 3050. Like they haven't announced like the poor poor one, but like well they they might not. I think they I think they're pushing the prices up there. I don't know that there yeah. will be a 50 or yeah yeah 60 like yeah. the lower. Yeah, yeah they they did yeah push the numbers up. This is the one that uses yeah. the like the AI assisted rendering, right? I think so. Yeah. Here's what my theory is when I look at these three and I'm comparing things like the number of cores uh, and I'm comparing things like their clock speeds and their memory size and yeah, the the $1500 one, one obviously the most powerful. But in terms of like number of cores and memory, it's like that that seven hundred dollar one is actually not too far off from the fifteen hundred. Where it's basically my theory as a marketer, and sometimes you'll do this. It's it's called like contextual pricing. They're steering people toward that seven hundred dollars. I think what they're hoping to do is mm. grow the PC gaming base. They're like, no, we're gonna make all of a sudden like really high end PC gaming more affordable than ever because seven hundred. Not bad. 700 is still not that affordable either. Like, but, but it, no. it's one of but those things PC that only game? makes sense in that uh, the the prices for this are usually so high that you sort of lose perspective and you realize like this this you, you don't realize that this video card this one component of a larger PC yeah. that you still have to pay for the rest of is already more expensive than any console on the market. That's true, but it, but but. It, PC gamers, that's very affordable, and so it's that's it's true. and and that's if you're just the paying most these expensive. prices, that's that's pretty cheap. I mean, the two expensive components of any PC are basically that and your CPU, and then I guess your monitors can also be expensive depending mm-hmm. on how how good you want to go. Um, so yeah, to me, this is like wow, they're kind of moving the pricing up in certain parts, but they're also making their very powerful tier more affordable than it's ever been. I think it's, I think it's a baller move. I'm like, damn, all right, mm. I see what you're doing. Sure. Especially, you know, and to go out there with your prices when the console guys refuse to do so. I think a lot of people who are maybe, I don't know. At one time, I wonder was part of the console strategy like, should we, should we try to get some of these PC gamer guys? We're going to have the most powerful systems out there. Is this Nvidia going? Nah, just stay, stay PC master race. We got you. This is, you know, these are way more powerful than anything that will be in the consoles. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, it's worth the upgrade, apparently. So yep. there you go. That's all the news that's fit to play. All right. Well, let's move on in the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what's a classic toy line that deserves its own video game? Uh, TL, you weren't here last week. Do you have an answer? Um, yes. So my typical answer always when it comes to classic toy lines is Ultimate Muscle. Because uh, Ultimate Muscle huh. toys should get their own. But they had a game. Yes, we had it in game. last week's top we five. We talked about it. Yes. 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 Uh, so my alternative answer is I would like to have a mask game. Yes. Okay. Um, I love mask toys. I think they're uh, ridiculous and they're fun. And I would love to just play mask and put that song in there. Have someone cover it. Have yeah. like the um, the Megas. Or not the Megas. Uh, who's, who does the... Mega Man rock opera stuff. Oh, Proto Man. Uh, Proto Man, yes. Heather Proto Man do redo the Mass theme song. I mean, actually, all I want. I always kind of did not like Eric Stoltz's performance in that movie or shares for that matter, but fine. If you want to make Oh, my. That mask. Get out of here with that. All right. Well, Electric Samory says Matchbox Road Blasters. Matchbox cars where you add plastic armor and weapons to give it a Mad Max vibe. The game would be an RPG, RPG looter RPG. game like Diablo and Borderlands. You drive around the open world doing missions and getting sweet loot to augment your vehicle. Whew. I mean, you just gave me a great idea for a twisted metal game where you could. That's an RPG. Hmm. Now a looter, excuse me, a looter. Uh, yeah, yeah. a druder. If you're driving, the driving looter, druder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Genova Life One says. To branch off of Transformers, Beast Wars deserves a better game than that shitty fighting game on the N64 or the terribly voice-acted PS1 game. Give me an adventure-slash-stealth game where your actions could invariably mess up the timeline of prehistoric Earth. Also, give Scott McNeil more voice roles. I miss hearing his voice in cartoons and media in general. Okay, so which one are they animals? Is that Beast Machines or is that Beast Wars? Beast Wars. I think. Okay. Beast machines. So, in one of them, they, like, in one of them, they're animals that got hit by the Allspark, and then they can transform into machines. Jesus. And then the other ones, they are Transformers, who were on Earth long enough where they became animals. They are two different shows. I I think the latter is Beast Wars, so the first one's probably Beast Machines. Beast Machines? Okay. Yeah. Beef Machines. Uh, I don't care about that. Yeah. From VisionGameApocalypse.com. Uh, Laser Time Rule says, uh, The classic toy line that deserves its own games, and I'm surprised it didn't get any, are Cops and mm-hmm. Botchmaster. Um, both both had cartoons, but no games. Uh, it would have been great to have a generic run uh, in guns, running run in guns slash platformers, but if James Bond Jr. can get a city James, Cops and Botchmaster should have two. Damn it. Uh, mm-hmm. Cops, great cartoon. Yep. Um... And Botchmaster, we all know because of the laser time. Put on your 3D shades. Yeah, Laser okay. time, boys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, you, it's yeah. it was the era, like Mask, of like, you got to have acronym names. You got to have mm-hmm. COPS Dude. and Mask. And yeah. Cops. Cops. Yeah. It's like, it's weird because like, this is like cartoons from like, of my generation. It's just like, these things where they, like, I don't understand. Like, I always tell people, like, I'm. They were like, oh, cartoons aren't as good as now. It's like, not all these cartoons now aren't just like soulless toy ads like we were when we were growing <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we loved it. We loved our soulless toy ads. 
Um, Lambert is Dead says visionaries would make, yeah, visionaries, visionaries. Knights of the Magical, Magical Light would make a really yeah. cool weapon-based fighting game. For those unfamiliar with the premise, it's set in a world where technology has died and magic is starting to make a return to a feudal society. Heroes on sides of good and evil have, can you be a hero on the side of evil, have been granted the power of animal totems There's from good bears people on and, both sides, Michael. And lions to more fantastical creatures like giants. Uh, what? Giant mosts? Most, I don't know. I Go, yeah, sure. They, they said it, not yeah, me. Or drakes <laughs> and special super attacks from their banners. In the toys, the supplied the wonderful magic of 3D holograms on the characters' chests, a technology second only in bewildering wizardry to global hypercolor t-shirt. <laughs> Even from that basic premise, you have character special super attacks with and enough bearded men with incredibly impractical weapons <laughs> to make your dreams of... Or if you really wanted to do a remake of Bloody Roar but couldn't afford the license, this might be a cheaper option. It sounds like they just explained. That's for Michael's Breath performance. This is Michael's like, performance. You were like a regular Orson Welles there with that reading. <laughs> Full of natural goodness and green penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the fresh penis. <laughs> um, just some for the road. <laughs> Visionaries, Breath of the Wild. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, I'm there yeah. for it. I, I remember. I, I read the Marvel comic for that. Uh, that was great. Um, just seeing the transition of like the high technology world of like no overnight, all the tech just stops working and magic comes back. Oh no! Isn't that the isn't that the story of the Herculoids as well, or not Herculoids? Thundar, the Barbarian. Probably. There we go. That's what it was. Yeah. We all isn't, know if that it, happened, it would be like Shadowrun, and they would live side by side. You'd have cyberpunk. Oh with my magic. god, Matthew, stop making Shadowrun. Stop trying to make Shadowrun happen. It it's, won't. It's stop happened several Shadow times. References. From the official LaserTime Facebook community, David Charles Hatfield says, I say jamming the holograms in the style of Tokyo Sessions. Uh, I think he means Tokyo Mirage Sessions, right? Um, but also mm-hmm. yeah. in some add some rhythm game elements. Have them learn, uh, have them team up eventually with the misfits in the party, throw in some other Hasbro properties as summons. Well, David, David uh, Charles Hatfield, I don't think you've watched a lot of Gemini holograms, which you understand that would not happen. That would be truly outrageous. Truly, truly outrageous uh what you should do is make it like a hatsui miku game hmm. uh where you get to play as Jim, like she's a vocaloid and have her perform that's how you do that okay. uh i mean i would be okay with the tokyo mirage session sharp fe as well yeah you know? sure. i just don't know i don't know who you would fight would you fight like the the oppression of the music industry like yes. that, that would be my question that, <laughs> okay. yes yes <laughs> Uh, Nick Turner says the goddamn Toxic Crusader as twenties uh, a twenties video game featuring toys from the nineties. Wait, the twenties? Are we calling mean, this the twenties? I guess this so. is the Roaring Twenties. Yes, yeah. We're, We're going to bring uh, back 20s. Prohibition. <laughs> Can you not yeah. see my flapper dress? Jesus Christ, man! I wore this just for you. Uh, a twenties video game featuring toys from the nineties from a nineties children's cartoon based off an eighties film. It's considered tasteless even by modern standards. It's a match made in a municipal dump. Uh, <laughs> someone should make this while Lloyd Kaufman is still available to do the narration. Nobody wants that. Nope. I've never I've never seen anything Toxic Crusader. So. Oh. Um, new question of the week: uh, What comic franchise, current or defunct, should be made into a game? TL, go ahead. Yeah, Static Shock. Yeah, um, right, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this off of the news. Um, so one of the great things that came out of that DC Thunderdome 
uh, thing that came out, or the fandom, uh, is that they are bringing back Icon Comics, which is really great and is super influential for people like me, people of color. Um, Dwayne McDuffie is a guy who created it, who's since passed, but he's a huge influence to me. Uh, but one of the characters that I grew up with, and a lot of people grew up with, was Static Shock. And do you guys know why that show got canceled? Mm-mm. It got canceled because uh, DC and Warner Bros. at the time didn't think that people would buy Static Shock action figures or play a Static Shock. Like, they couldn't market Static Shock because he was a black superhero. Uh, that sucks shit. So the best way to fix that and to finish that is to do a Static Shock video game. And I think you could do it really well. Static Shock's a great character. So that's that's my answer, Static Shock. Um, I think I'm going to go with Tank Girl, looking at the comics on my shelf right now. Like, that is the best. Yes, that should be adapted into a video game. The uh, surreal adventures of uh, an Australian crust punk and her kangaroo boyfriend as they tool across the land in a tank and kill people for no reason. I, I think that would be a fine fucking game. You could make it like GTA, but with tanks. Nice. Yeah, there you go. In a desert. Yeah. Don't 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 rely on the movie for your frame of reference here. It's completely <laughs> okay. different. Damn it. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steal our idea from last week where we were talking about the Suicide Squad game and how instead of making them the evil superheroes that you have to hunt down, I want to make a the boys game where your yes. task was just hunting down and dismantling and killing superheroes. Like I I, I <sighs> brought that up. I said like I, I kinda wanna do this as a topic, but there's no games about killing superheroes. Yeah, it would <clears throat> it could even just be a boss rush game where yeah. basically where it's just kinda like, yeah, you know, just hunt down the various targets and kill them. You could argue no more heroes is kind of about killing superheroes, but your targets are other assassins, so not yeah. really right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So make it make it the boys game because I actually just also started watching season one to try to get caught up for season two, which I think is this week it launched. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm really enjoying the show, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I would play a video game like that where it's basically super hard to kill boss type superhero character where you have to figure out their weakness. Yeah, every every superhero is a puzzle box basically that's i mean that's what most boss battles in video games are anyway right Mm -hmm. it's like figure out this puzzle in a couple moves and then execute really well on that puzzle so yeah yeah let's make the boys so make the boys boys what comic series would you like to see be made into a video game let us know go to videogameapocalypse.com answer under the comments for episode 383 Alternately, you can visit us at the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or you can ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. So that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. TL, once again, live from the pool house. Tell us more about it. Uh, yes, this is our weekly show where we go episode by episode two, Fresh Fruits of Belair. Uh, it's really great. Patreon.com slash live from the pool house. Uh, that's it. Patreon.com slash PNB, PNBcast.com. There are my plugs. All right. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash laser time is the way you can support this show and the entire laser time uh, network. Uh, Michael and I have been on quite a bit of, of Patreon exclusive content recently. I was on a recent bonus time. Uh, we've been doing more of these apocalypse guide in spoiler casts for video games. We have, we're going to be recording one uh, about Ghost of Tsushima coming up Eventually, as well. Yeah. So we've, look forward we've, to we've that. We've committed to it now, so we we've have committed, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so look forward to that. But yeah, patreon.com slash laser time. If you want to go ahead and support me personally, you can uh, follow me 
on Twitch. I'm Maddie C. Allen. I've been doing kind of three nights of streaming. I do a Monday night movie. Every Monday, we get together and do a watch party. Usually, it's an 80s or 90s themed movie. Um, most recently, T.L. Foster joined me, and we watched Street Fighter to the animated movie. And yes, it did include that scene, for those wondering. Uh, and then Tuesdays and Fridays, I kind of stream whatever I want to be playing. I tried to stream a little bit of Marvel Avengers earlier this week, but the smoke was getting to me, and I was basically testing my console setup. But I think I got it figured out. So yeah, I, I stream a few times a week, and then we do the Monday night movies. So join us there on Twitch, Maddie C. Allen. That's also my handle on Twitter, M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. Thanks. Well, as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com or on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And you can follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Not easy. Easy is the weird bot that jumbles up my tweets and spits them back out. Uh, anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. You gotta do it while you can. Ooh. You gotta Ooh. do it while you can. <laughs> <laughs>